0: This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at Tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one of a kind merchandise, including shirts, stickers, and phone cases, all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes, you are worthy. Hello, everybody, out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, aka The Don. And if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself.
1: Hush, my name is Dan the Comic Book Man, everybody.
0: Dan the Comic Book Man is here with his magnifying glass, his uh, duster. He is here to solve. I got my Sherlock Holmes hat. He's here to solve some mysteries because we are getting into the animated adaptation today of a detective story a mer- I was going to say murder mystery but I guess it's just a regular mystery in Batman Hush this
1: is I think this is a phenomenal mystery just off the bat I just I I don't know what it is about the way it ebbs and flows of him trying to actually find out who's doing this and every step he takes is just a further back this is just I'm so excited today because I have found I found a lot of good and bad things about this that I love Yes,
0: and I'm happy that we're covering it. Full transparency. Today was supposed to be the Miracle Man uh, coverage for the Miracle Man uh, series written by Alan Moore and with some work by Neil Gaiman. And we went through some great lengths to try to produce the best show for you guys. And uh, due to technical difficulties, that show no longer exists. And so we thought it it would not be fair to miss a week and so although this is being released probably the latest of any episode we are continuing our 87 week streak of We got to do this for you. Guys, baby. We do this for you. Uh and Batman um Hush was just ready almost almost begging to be covered and luckily Dan the comic man had some time on his hands and not only were you able to see the Hush movie, but for the very first time, you read oh, the Hush yeah.
1: book. Oh, oh my God, this was fantastic. It was, you know, because what it was is, I watched, when I watched Hush last night, I left a sour taste in my mouth. And it was such a disgusting sour taste that even after brushing my teeth at night and in the morning, I still had that sour taste in my mouth. This couldn't be it. I heard that this was a very faithful adaptation; that this was almost shot for shot of the source material. But there was no way that that they could have dropped the ball like this. Yeah. So I had to read the comic myself. I had to do it, and I and I did it. And you know what? No regrets, people. This is one of the best stories I've ever read.
0: For the most part, we're going to be uh, doing a recap and review of the film. Stopping momentarily to talk about the differences from the comic, especially that twist. Because I know oh, that everybody wants to talk I, about the Hush twist.
1: It's, it's not good. That's why. It's
0: um, not good. Yeah, I definitely got some things to say about that. Because I, um, we have very different viewing experiences. You saw the Hush A film, so that would have been your interpretation of that would have been the hush. That's my introduction to the the hush Hush story, story, and then this would have been almost like a like a fan (laughs) a fan edit or whatever. The book would have been like a fan edit where I had it vice versa where I read the book and I'm like, oh, so this is what they got out of the book. So
1: usually, what I do when it comes to like books that are are being adapted to either movies or comic books adapted to to movies, I I like to use both materials as a character's personality. So whatever inner monologues that I'm seeing that I'm reading in the comic book, it helps make more sense for the character's choices in the movie itself. Because yeah, yeah. You, you can't truly read, uh, you can't like display inner monologue right. without it either being voiceover narration or just expositing to everybody mm-hmm. every five seconds. Yes. So a lot of the juxtaposition that was in the comic, especially when he's looking at at Superman and seeing Superman's life, it kind of shows m- more into the movie. But the problem is, is they don't emote. Is it me or no, are we'll they get, smiling? We'll definitely get there too because I, I had some uh, issues. But let me give you some
0: background on not only um, Batman Hush, but some of the heads behind it. Because Jeff Lope, who wrote Batman Hush, is responsible for some of Batman's most famous comic book stories, including Long Night, Dark Victory, and Under the Red Hood. Pin in that, put a pin in that because we're going to get back to that in a bit.
1: That actually makes sense. Makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> Jim Lee famously worked for Image Comics for several years. You know, he, uh, had a number one bestseller in X Men number one and, uh, did a lot of good cover work for Marvel for years before defecting and helping start and found Image Comics. But, uh, Because he felt his role as a publisher and his growing family demands interfered with his role as an artist, Jim Lee left Image and sold Wildstorm, his own little uh, branch of characters that he created in Image, to DC in the late 1998s, enabling him to focus again on art. And in 2003, 16 years ago, he collaborated on a 12-issue run on Batman with writer Jeff Loeb, and Hush became a sales success.
1: Oh, I think it it made the New York Times bestseller. That was probably another, like, I, I was watching a reviewer that was reviewing the movie, and he was talking about the Hush story, and he said that it was, like, a New York Times, like, bestseller or whatever.
0: That's another big reason why, um, one of the big reasons why people flocked towards this book is because Jim Lee's art is legendary.
1: Oh, 100%, um, yeah.
0: And so, not only was he coming back, but he was coming back and writing for one of the big two, and in this story, you get the big two, you know, <laughs> of, And this was uh, 2002, like 2003? Three? Three, 2003, 2003, Yeah. So, this was um, pretty early on, way before New 52 and all that other stuff started oh, coming before, in.
1: Yeah, this before everything. Yeah.
0: Um, and so, Bat- Batman Hush was published in monthly installments within the comic book series Batman, running from issues 608 to 619. So, as you're reading your regular weekly Batman, they slipped this story in
1: Yeah, it's sideways. weird because the, one that the, the website I was reading it off of, they had, they had the variant covers with the covers. So, it'll start with, it'll just say... Batman on its own, and it will say a whole name of that issue, like uh, yeah. the games or, or the grave and stuff. But when you scroll to, the, to, to read the next one, you see Batman Hush in its own variant. The, the so,
0: actual, yeah.
1: So that they, they were showing variant covers with regular covers. And I actually liked it. Just, I just didn't, under, I didn't know if this was just Batman or if this was called Batman Hush. Right, right. Because no, no, they both sense. said Batman, here's the name of a comic, then Batman Hush, the name of the same comic.
0: And that's the thing, when people think of Court of Owls... They think of it the same way. They're like, oh, "Okay, but it's Batman Court of Owls, and it's a it's a side story written." No, Batman Court of Owls is Batman number one for New Fifty Two. When you start reading that Batman <laughs> series for New Fifty Two, the very first story, the first six issues, is Court of Owls. That kind
1: of makes sense then, why the, the the when the movie, the animated movies were following like the New Fifty Two oh, Rebirth that they were. Yeah,
0: that's something else we're gonna get into because which, I think that in starting its own continuity, the DC X like extended animated movie universe or like that oh my it's god, like god the dcau and no there's a it's um dcamu so animated movie universe the dc animated movie universe um has started its own continuity this is the 13th film in that continuity obviously not the 13th film or 13th animated film ever you
1: oh know no, i think they're like 25 yeah, they at have this a, point. they have
0: a bunch but it's the 13th in continuity of these uh movies and i'll uh, list them off later on but I thought it would be just another Batman story, said Lee. Jeff realized that we may not do a lot of Batman stories together, so he said, Look, let's do a story that has all the greatest Batman villains. I'll figure something out that's a great murder mystery because we want to lean into the fact that Batman is not just a great crime fighter, but he's also the world's greatest
1: detective. Oh, they, were, they, they, did, they knocked it out of the park then. They truly did knock it out of the park with wanting to show Batman more as the greatest superhero and more as Batman, the greatest detective. Why are you going to be called the world's greatest detective if we never truly see how you deduce the way Sherlock Holmes did? That's what the inspiration was, wasn't it? Like His, yeah. his detective I- aspects were supposed to be from Sir Arthur Doyle or Sir Conan Doyle, whatever his name is. Yeah, he has.
0: they're supposed to be putting from history's greatest um, detectives to work on Batman. And the thing is, that's the that's great thing about Batman, I guess, in general, is that... Everybody's version of Batman um, is, a, is a portion of Batman turned to the nth degree. So some people might love Ninja Batman. The one who just goes in there in the dark, in the night, handles villains without making a whimper, and you know is able to disappear. Some people really like the Bat family and get to see him as an, in a fatherly role. Some people like the Batman detective you know uh, or the great uh, detective. Yeah, Batman. I'm
1: I'm keen to the Bat Family and the world's greatest detective aspect yeah. pe- solely for the way they write his monologues yeah. where he's like, you know, I chose this life. My 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 choice stopped when I was a kid, but I'm alone. I'm when he said when he said I'm like all the other criminals out there alone. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's the, real.
0: The Batman inner monologue is is one of the greatest inner monologues of all time. In this yeah, up I'll there, have to agree with you. I would say up there um You need you need Superman's definitely up there because you need to know what a person with that power thinks (laughs) in moments. It's very important. Um, Swamp Thing also, like there's certain characters that you need to get in their head because they won't. You're just gonna interpret it the
1: way that that you see it.
0: Yeah, and they won't emote. They won't relinquish that information. Uh, readily. Oh, and and, you know? and brought, so, Batman has uh,
1: brought it up. I think like issue eleven where he was where he was talking about Clark. Oh, when uh, he, he needed help from Clark, and he's like, yeah. Clark in his own weird way is a lot more less emotional or less emotionally connected than I am. And yeah, I'm like, wow, that's. I need to read more Superman then, if it's if he can be a superhero and be emotionally emotionally unconnected. It's cool to see.
0: I, I mean. I do think that the heart of Batman is in his relationships. His relationships with Alfred, his relationship with his Robins, his relationships with criminals, and his relationships with other vigilantes like, in, like Huntress, which is, you know, who's in yeah, that, that book.
1: Yeah, that caught me by surprise that it was Huntress that he had as, I guess because in the movie it's Batgirl. Yeah. yeah Batgirl isn't injured. Do you know him. why?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Because of uh, Killing Joke. Um, the Batman Hush book follows after the killing not immediately after the killing joke but about a decade after the killing joke so barbara is still in the wheelchair in the book because the killing joke never happened in the dc amu uh background's fine she's she's
1: she's good so that that killing joke wasn't continuity it it, uh, not
0: continuity in new 52
1: okay yeah
0: that new, new 52 got to pick and choose what they wanted as continuity. That's the greatest part about it. And it just blames it on Dr. Manhattan. So if there was ever some reckless storyline that you never wanted, when Flashpoint happens, you come back and no one references it. Dude, this is where I no need the Deadpool
1: 2 gif of, that's just lazy writing. Yeah,
0: that, I mean, that's literally, but it, it afforded them an opportunity to wipe the slate clean. Um, I just don't understand why they're doing it with the films because it's it's very particular. The stories that they're picking go in succession and to take them out of their own timelines and put them in their weird convoluted timeline is very
1: weird. And, and they take liberties with certain characters that shouldn't be taken and one thing that left a sour taste in my mouth with Killing Joke was Barbara wasn't paralyzed at that shot. She, If I remember correctly, she was just shot. She was in the hospital, yeah, but... She wasn't paralyzed.
0: In that book, they don't... I don't think... I don't even remember what... I would really actually be interested in uh, her road to recovery. Because after that shot, I don't know what happens after that. I do know she eventually becomes Oracle, but I did not read those actual stories. I just know that that's that's tied in with her identity. Um, But... This book, Batman Hush, is considered by a lot of people to be a definitive Batman story.
1: No, 100%. I will not disagree with that. It 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 has... All the aspects of not just a comic book story that you want, but a Batman story you want. You have him doing the detective work. You have him being the family man. You have him being the the ninja crime fighter. You have all of his best villains pinned against him in each issue. And it doesn't let up. Every issue is like two bad guys, three bad guys just coming after him.
0: There was an obvious disparance, uh disparity? Am I saying that right? There was obvious difference <laughs> In the amount of villains between the two
1: mediums, between oh, yeah, the yeah, film yeah. and yeah, the, the film had comics. like four. I think four. in the comics
0: it's literally everybody, like everyone they could pull out of the woodwork, from Ra's al Ghul. Is Penguin well, in there?
1: No, Penguin, Mister Freeze. A, a lot of those players aren't there. But if I remember, it was uh, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, Clayface, Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, Scarecrow, and Riddler. Yeah. And Two-Face. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and they also used his people against him, too. Catwoman and Huntress were also two people that ended up being controlled in some way. That's to true. either look like they're betraying him or flat-out betray him. So, yeah, ten people that are known as villains were throughout all twelve issues. And that's what I liked, is each issue introduced... A, oh, and Superman was under the control in, in, I think, like, issue five. Which I think has got to be my favorite issue. Because the way that they did it in the issue you didn't know that Superman was being controlled. Right, he just it was, like showed yeah, up. Yeah, no, he, 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 the way he looked is he actually looked as if he was a regular old Clark Kent. That, but, in, but my problem with like movies sometimes is they like to do that. Here, here's not so subtle hint that this is going to happen. Here's okay, a not so yeah, subtle yeah, hint that yeah. this is going to happen. So, right. so when they linger the camera on a person's close-up face too long... You're gonna notice things. You're gonna notice that evil smile that shouldn't be there. You're gonna notice a uh, look, a change of eye colors that shouldn't be changed, because they're letting it linger. So you say, "Oh wait, I have to pay attention. I have to pay attention."
0: What's going on with this? Why are they putting so much emphasis on this? Is what the, yeah.
1: But it was it it was a really good. I I don't know. I found it to be very faithful to the source material. The film the film to book i found it to be very faithful with some liberties taken that shouldn't have been either shouldn't have been taken or i understand why they took them
0: i think majority of the things that were changed besides the twist which we'll talk about were changed because of what we were talking about before that interconnectivity between the animated films and prior to that uh films like under the red hood and um what else was in there? Like All Star Superman. They were just takes on the book. They were not. They were not in part succession. of that
1: actual DC extended animated yeah, all that. They were
0: just DC animated movies. They didn't have an animated movie universe. So uh, it kind of hinders them in a little bit of a way. But you know who won't be hindered? My man Jim Lee, because on February 18th, 2010, Lee was announced as the new co publisher of DC Comics with Dan Didio, both replacing Paul Levitz. So my boy Lee's been, been there. He's, he's now co publisher. Can co-publisher. he keep
1: Didio on a leash though? He does what he can,
0: you know. He does what he can. In 2019, Lee spoke on behalf of the Cape Crusader when he was inducted into the Comic Con Hall of Fame. Um, Batman turned 80 on March 30, 30th of this year, which is good. Uh, big eight zero, and Batman Hush premiered at San Diego Comic Con and was released digitally on July 20th, 2019. It will also be released on the DC Universe app on August 13th. They were talking about the film on the DC. They have something called DC Daily on. We YouTube. were talking
1: about this off air where you got
0: pissed. Mm-hmm. Because um, they have this thing called DC Daily. It's like a show on the DC Universe app, but they also put it on YouTube. I guess to entice those who are on the fence. And it's just it's literally a daily twenty minute conversation about the going comings and goings about DC. And um, one of the things that they talked about was how it premiered in san diego comic-con and that it will be available on the on the app so the first thing i did was log into my universe app because unfortunately i haven't been using my universe app since doom patrol stopped <laughs> uh, i, I used to there? run to watch doom patrol it used to be unlocked at nine o'clock every friday and every friday if i could on my lunch break or well, as soon as i got home i toned into doom patrol but there's so many comics like if you own the dc universe app hush is in there there's so many comics, you know, that are on there. So many great shows and movies. I just haven't given it a chance because we've been running around. And that Miracle Man episode, man, was homework. That was a lot of yeah. deep, deep diving
1: into it. I feel a, so bad. You a wrote comic. a whole script. It's a,
0: it's a whole thing. We'll, we'll we'll get back to that. And we'll definitely get back to that episode if you guys are still interested. But, um, yeah. Turns out it's not going to be on the universe app until mid-August. So I was like, what the heck is going on? That sucks. I thought I'd be able to. Just check into the universe app, but but I guess that's the incentive to buy these movies because if they were available right away, then you'd have no incentive to buy them, so maybe waiting two weeks will get you your fingers a little bit itchy, and then you're, you go to Best Buy and buy it. I don't know I don't know if that's if that's their whole case, but um I guess spoiler free, let's do what we do. How did you feel about the Hush
1: movie? Uh all right because i have t- I have two grading two grade ratings initial watch without any prior knowledge and then after reading the book and as far as initial watches go i found it to be a failure i can't i can't accurately grade it because yeah. while it did a lot of things i like and while it was good to look at as far as animation goes it just felt a lot of the decisions that they made turned out to be unearned or not deserving like it left a real sour taste in my mouth once again like yeah. If it, it was rushed. My problem was, is by the time we got to the climax, there was only, not counting credits, five minutes left of the movie. That, oh, that third act does feel a little bit taped together. Like, like these things have to happen because this is what a third act is. Yeah, and they just completely just went off of, from the Like, they tried going with the book, but they went everywhere. I think
0: the only issue I have with the book is it becomes kind of a Russian nesting doll of suspects. It's this yeah. person. It's obviously this person. No, 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 no. This person's being
1: there. That's what I liked with the book. was that by this person every time he was doing his detective work and he was getting stumped. He had a flashback to playing like chess or something with his friend. Yeah, and his friend Tom was telling Hill, me, you, yeah. ha- "You have to think like your opponent, man. You got to be two steps ahead. You know, this is why you lose." Was
0: that too on the nose without spoilers? No, no, no.
1: Okay, I, I that I, that as far as comic books go. Yeah. That's how you do storytelling. If you okay. can't really, like, with, when it comes down to literature, you can do flashbacks and not openly state it's a flashback. You just time jump. With movies, you can either hear it in your head or you can have somebody expositing. A, uh, when they exposit a flashback and you see it, yeah. that feels a little forced. For some, or on the nose. For some reason, for every time he was failing and it went back to that flashback of him with Tommy Elliott, Thomas Elliott, I was like, wow, this so- is.
0: No, call him Tommy because I call him Tommy. I don't think in the film they call him Tommy. I think he's Thomas
1: in the film. Yeah. But he's Tom- he's Tommy. Is he he's, Tommy? He's
0: Tommy. That's his boy, Tommy. And- but another thing about Batman is that when a new writer tries to tell a story with him, um, because Batman is so ingratiated into DC's history, because Batman is literally 80 years old at this point, um, it behooves you, if you're a new writer, to have the villain always exist in the entire scope of Batman's history. So, Tommy Elliott gets introduced in this film, but um we're told he's always been, he's always existed. And that's what they do, because you can't just have Batman, like, Randomly show up, you might. He might as well bump into a long lost cousin or an old school mate. One of the people that old... was
1: being turned on him was some was some computer mechanic. I never even heard oh, of Harold. Harold, yeah, poor Harold. Harold. <laughs> yeah, Harold. Poor Harold. <laughs> no justice for Harold, man. Does, isn't he like mute or deaf? He Is was. Him? He was. He was mute, and he was like gangly and larky. Like he, he was like distorted at the shoulders, and it showed one of his. uh one of the panels uh-huh. showed him he, was, he looked like Solomon Grundy, but his legs were like all the way up to the middle of his waist. He had like a short body, but like, it was like, like uh, rocky all over, and his feet looked like clubbed feet.
0: Oh my god. And that was
1: what Tom, that's what they had in the book, where he, why he betrayed Batman. Because he was promised a life where the surgery can help him look normal and help his, his speech. Is he a result of like cousins or something like that? Is that? I think he just am found. I
0: to, am I supposed to be uh, drawing some inferences or what?
1: I have no idea. I just was wondering. I thought because they had him turned around with the with the trench coat, and Batman even brought it up. Everybody is wearing the same trench coat. Why is yes. everybody wearing the same trench coat? And it so looked like Gordon. It looked like Gordon. Yeah. It really did look like Gordon. So when he turned around, I thought it was Gordon. Turns out, some guy named Harold. I literally said. But who's Harold? Yeah. And the thing is, what's funny with comics is that sometimes
0: they'll end an issue on that. There, you, there'll be a review and then there'll be a big speech bubble that says, Harold, question mark. And then you'll be like, wait, what? Am I supposed to like emote for that? What was, what
1: was that? No, I do like the way cause I'm, I'm assuming that this, you, this run was from what? The December 20, 2002 to November 2003 was. Yeah. I, I can understand by the time I got to the, the 10th. Oh, my uh, God. That's a year long arc. That is a year long arc. Which makes sense because by issue ten he was he, either he was saying or it was Catwoman that says like yo you've been going after this guy for like months now like yeah. months so I'm assuming that yeah by issue ten it would have been like, like July August for right. real readers so yeah you have been reading Batman looking for this detective for months while reading the six oh eight to six nineteen issues yeah so those I want to those I'm gonna have to look to pick up too because I'm like does it like coincide with Hush, is he like doing his own thing while going back to it might being be. plagued by that, Hush?
0: That's what they do sometimes. And then when we read a when you read a trade paperback, it would just be those issues collected as if that was the beginning and ending of its own story. But it's it, it's, a it's so hard to read it's comics sometimes. But no, but imagine like it is hard to read comics. I, I, it's intimidating to read comics.
1: That's that's very that's it's the word. I'm the it's very intimidating to read comics but, I want to read a certain story, but it's usually. Like, everything that I don't know that happens in that story is explained through the 12 issues that it's also running on top of the one-off.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, though, because this is advice I'd give you and this is advice I'd give um, any of anybody else who's a little bit hesitant to walk into comics. But I would say that uh, find a story that's in continuity. Find a story that's in... When I say in continuity, I mean, like... Like how this one is. How it takes place in the Batman run. And no
1: matter what, it's going to have consequences for the rest of the run.
0: And then choose whether or not you're more curious about what happens right after or, or right before. Okay. You understand? And so with this, I think it would make more sense to go forward. But what sucks is that you would only go forward to, two, to 2011. When Flashpoint shows up, and then sort of makes everybody like the, that's slate the problem. Coming. That's why I
1: thinking. That's why I like about the movie. These the part, those, those, stuff is like a lot of the movie was doing scenes that you're imagining you're gonna read in the six hundred eight to six hundred nineteen run because in issue five, he, like, uh, he saves Superman by issue six, he's going on a date with Selina, yeah. and in the movie it makes sense, but in the book I'm like, wait a minute, did we Why just are they taking jump, breaks between, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, did we just jump, like, five months, and they explained, yeah, there was a five month jump, or, like, a six month jump I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna have to go back and read at least two, three issues between to see how Batman continued his relationship as Bruce with Selina because they were, yeah. op- they were saying, stating that they are two different people dating two different people. He knows. Yeah. He's, I liked he it knows. in the
0: film when Nightwing's like, so do you ever think like maybe she's dating you because she likes both of you <laughs> and
1: you're dating her because you like both of her? Yeah, you're right. And it's none like, of your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, like, ba- uh, no, I-
0: Damien telling him to put on a condom.
1: <laughs> Yo, th- I was saying it last night. This is the best scene of the movie. It's five seconds long, but Damien calling. Listen, man. And he's like, you have questionable
0: taste like my mother. And I'm like, oh my God. But I... <laughs> but, that, but the thing is, hush. When hush took place in the comics, Damon had not existed. He never yet.
1: existed yet. And Ta- is, why is her name Talia Head? Is that her? Well, b- Talia Head because Al Ghul
0: means the demon's head.
1: Oh, oh, no, yeah, Ra's Al Ghul, no, means Ra's Ra's Al Ghul, Al Ghul really means the demon's head. Yeah, right.
0: So maybe H- Al Ghul is head.
1: His name is the demon head, as uh, first last. Maybe yeah. yeah so yeah. her name is. Talia Al Talia name Head. Head
0: first name the demons or something like that <laughs> and so Ooh, she becomes PG. Talia Head that's a terrible that's a terrible name she was like Head. she was like a secret I think she was working what for LexCorp yes she was she definitely was let's get into this film though and let's keep things uh, majority on the film until we bounce over to the comic and then um, we can talk about some of the uh, major differences and stuff and we're gonna be stopping at various points because I think this is an in- incredibly interesting story so the film opens up with Bruce Wayne attending an evening party where he meets Selina Kyle and his childhood friend, and renowned brain surgeon Thomas Elliot. Um, I've, in the book that's a little on the nose, like he has a brain injury and he his best friend's a brain surgeon. But that's when he trusts. He does like Morse code. No, in the I, that's that? what.
1: That is what I love. Is that the guy? That this is what happened. The guy Harold that does his computer. He put a uh, some kind of encryption key inside his computer so every time batman was using his computer a very quick flash of thomas would pop up and he pavlovs dogged him to the point that when he needed head surgery uh, that's the person that he that he first thought of then he he even stated it. it's like every time i thought of a doctor thomas elliot's name popped up in my head every time i thought of <laughs> yeah ba- basically he right, he, he was he was pavlovs dogging him and that's because oracle asked him she's like listen when you were broken and unconscious you were so like broken in the head you were using morse code and the first name you said was elliot that's when it brings the reveal of yeah this guy's been planting things in my head for like months now so it's crazy but this i guess it's just uh, happens to be a coincidence of coincidences or a good old
0: batman dink. because he's in
1: philadelphia in the comic like before he was called in to do the head trauma he wasn't in gotham city he was in philadelphia and then he runs into him in metropolis this, he just happens to be at, what, a gala or some kind of cocktail party?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's a he. I think he tells Selina like he has to because he's like Bruce Wayne and stuff. Um, and you'll be surprised or you'll be shocked to find that majority of Batman... Either animated or actual live action movies, he's he will be in a tuxedo and there will be some sort of gala.
1: <laughs> Always, it's it's like rich Lois people, Lane that can't spell a word. It's like, rich it's, people
0: on their calendar just have galas and and black museum suit events,
1: museum openings
0: and galas and Wayne Foundation appointments. That's all they have on their to do list, and so. Um, Selena and and Wayne are having a little bit of a flirt uh, flirty conversation until he receives an alert from Alfred about a child kidnapping from Bane. In the comic, it was Killer Croc, though.
1: Yeah, and in the comic, it opens up with the kidnapping. That yeah, was the don't they
0: do? Don't they also have like a bit of a voiceover about like Bruce Wayne is a guy who needs love or something like that? Like, is, don't they go over the shooting
1: of his of his parents? Yeah, in later issues. Oh, yeah, In later issues. Okay. Later, issues. but when it when it opens up immediately because I read this. As soon as I woke up this morning. That was the first thing I did. I opened my eyes. I, I put my world... I, opened, I let my world come through. And the, That's deep. You
0: gotta let your world come in.
1: Yeah, I just let the world come in. Once I realized that I was up and I was ready to do things, I was like, you know what? I want to read Batman Hush. So when I read Batman Hush and I saw that it opened up with the kidnapping, I'm like, oh, okay, I could see why as a movie... That it put that Batman was someplace, and then he had to go here. And usually, as a comic...
0: To tell you the truth, the only reason why they would have to do that... The only reason why I think they did that in the film is to establish Tommy Elliot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, think about it.
0: They could have opened it with the Batman being in the car, the alert, him driving over. But without that, there's no Tommy.
1: Yeah, because you don't get Tommy Elliot till later in the first issue. Yeah, You get it after the fall. Don't they just meet up and kind of like, hey, what's up? No, yeah, the, the way it was in the movie is like, he just... Hey, Bruce, hey, Tommy how's everything how's it like that there was there was no real establishment of friendship so it felt false it didn't hit all the right notes that it should have here you don't know who tommy elliott is in the comics but he's morse coding thomas elliott and they notice it and, ah, and that's they when that's when alfred goes stuff. into the back that, oh, okay. that the backstory of thomas elliott and bruce wayne was told i don't know if it was supposed to be us seeing bruce dreaming or if that was Alfred explaining the backstory of who this guy is, to and Oracle, he would know, he would also know. He would know because he's been in the Wayne family since before he was even alive, Mister like, Wayne. I will not bury another Wayne member. I failed you. I failed you. I
0: failed you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling oh, that's you. So
1: why we do it? We've had a bad day, guys.
0: Uh, listen. This podcast has become therapeutic. Um, Very. It ta- Mercury's in retrograde. People and everything is getting jacked up. And just when that, I'm telling you, when we lost that Miracle Man episode, I don't know it was what, a you, saw, a, you saw, saw you saw the soul leave my body it,
1: it, and it check looked, out. I've never seen a, a more defeated man. You just, I swear I if you weren't here, you would have, you probably would have cursed if I wasn't here.
0: I just, I didn't know what to do. I spoke to my girl and she gave me some um, advice and then uh, Yogi suggested taking on a new topic and then you took to this story. Like a fish to water, which reminded me why I why we started this podcast. <laughs> I'm so,
1: yeah, I'm so glad you hit me up is, with that this morning.
0: Which is because there's great stories. And I, I was thinking about this. Little tangent, but it's our show, right? Of course. <laughs> so I was thinking about how to explain comic book click to people. How do I explain to the layman what comic book click is and what I'm trying to do?
1: we are the latest and greatest thing to come to all comic book medias, my friend. That's what I tell people.
0: And I, I thought to myself, and I'm like, well... We're kind of a book club, <laughs> right? <laughs> just like Oprah's book club, I'm Oprah. I say what book we're going to be reading for my the God, week. Am I
1: Dr. Phil now? You can be Dr. Phil. I'll be... Or Stedman. That means we're married. Yeah, oh, listen. <laughs> That's, let, let's We're in a do work it. relationship. I know. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
0: <laughs> I could call on you. You show up. That's all I need, baby. I know. Thank you, man. Um, so, <laughs> so you have, Wait, um... I mean, now I just lost my point. That we're, that we're,
1: a, we're a book club. And, oh yes,
0: and so we're a book club. And the thing is, if, if I put it just in those terms, our name of our company would be Comic Book Club. Yeah. Because we're a comic book club. But club needed a little bit of a spice to it. So we went with click. Which is a oh, club. And the
1: thing is, is click sounds more of, of an inclusive term. Like, yes. everybody can be in the click. Only certain people can be in the club. Like right. It has, has that word.
0: And so, there it is right there. We're a comic book club, but because we're more inclusive, comic book click. And so, comics are some of the most rewarding forms of media I've ever experienced. They're great
1: mythologies for, the, for our time. But the issue is, you take them in alone.
0: Yeah. You take them in by yourself. You take them in at your pace. You take them in at your interpretation. Oh, the entire media is subjected to your day, your copy of that of that thing, your understanding of those characters prior to picking up that book. There's so many factors that uh, come into play when you're reading a comic book that it's almost unfair to deal with that alone. This avenue, major issues, is here so that people can take their experiences alone
1: yeah i don't, don't think comics. i would have been able to deal with most of miracle man by my if i was just reading it by myself yeah. and no friend to talk about with but i don't think that's th- the
0: thing these are good and bad movies sometimes so it, sometimes it's cool to sit down and be like this was amazing and sometimes it's cool to sit down and be like i don't know what the hell was going on
1: no that's, why I, really exc- that's why I was whatever. really excited at the end of it because it's like you know un- unless we're doing Witch's worse or seeing dark phoenix or hellboy we're oh we're not really covering the badness of the medium and, and, and yeah, it works because you know no one really wants to be negative all the time. But when we do get a chance, when I do get a chance to be negative, I get my chance to be negative. Oh yeah, and that's why I'm so excited to be able to talk about this movie because I just don't like it. I like, <laughs> I like it after I read Hush. Beforehand, right. if I never read Hush, no, this is up there with Assault on Arkham for me. I
0: also saw that Alfred is messing with the back computer, but he's wearing his full butler garb, and I was like. Do you really never let that
1: man like, you know, like change? I, you know, or is, is
0: that something that he wants? To I, do? I, I, I think. Like,
1: it, I think it's a butler. Th- like I think it's like a butler thing. Yeah. I think. I think no matter what they're doing, they're just gonna roll up their sleeves. They'll put on an apron, but no matter what, they have to look that professional.
0: Now that I'm thinking it in my head, you know what they need to do, right? You need to find out that Alfred was a Kingsman.
1: Oh, you know, I think that's what the new
0: Pennyworth movie is about. Or TV <laughs> that, show. It's we just didn't gonna find be Alfred. Out that a... Al- that uh, Alfred was in the Golden Circle.
1: Well, I mean, wasn't Michael? No, I think Michael Kane was in one of the Kingsman movies. Michael
0: Kane. Michael Kane.
1: Oh um, no, Mark. Mark Hamill was in a Kingsman movie who voiced Joker, who's Batman's rogues. There you go. There's your con- there's your connection for Alfred it. being in Kingsman. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> right there.
0: After a brief fight, Batman is confronted by Lady Shiva. Did you have any idea who Lady Shiva was prior to this
1: film? Isn't she Talia's girlfriend? Or she's like be... a.
0: She's like the top assassin she was an arrow slash
1: or at least I think she? she was an arrow I could have sworn or at least they were like making it seem like if that's the character no no they I they think the portraying. character you're
0: thinking about is Nessa which is supposed to be like Talia's younger sister or something like that that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking Nessa. of Nessa yeah Katrina Law good looking uh, yeah. actress but um, Lady Shiva is the head assassin for the League of Assassins she's crazy at uh, martial arts she's like if not in the top three I'd be surprised Martial artist in the entire DC universe, she's she's down.
1: And this is what this is what pissed me off about the movie to what the comic did. In the movie, they're just in the first five minutes. you you already know somebody used the Lazarus Pit. Ra's al Ghul is not not. They left the breadcrumb. They leave the breadcrumb trail. But where does it go? Is Raz in the movie? Is Talia in the no, movie? But we or is find it just at one? the end? Yeah, we find out But isn't yeah. that the
0: problem? Isn't that? You're saying it should have been a, a leading threat. I'm the saying the that the thing. way that
1: they did it in the comic book made more sense. That, that when uh, uh, Bruce Wayne, go, when Batman goes to take on the Riddler, he uses his infrared or whatever and sees the ashes from the Lazarus pit. And here, Lady Shiv just pops up like, hey, listen, me and Roz know you're, you're, that the Lazarus pit was, not, was being used. Was it you? We just want to know if it was you or whatever. It's, but then it goes, But then it goes nowhere. It just was a cameo for the sake of a cameo yeah, you with don't exposition. Ever, it ever get back it to never that, yeah. that specific plot point never comes back. There is no Talia. There is no Lady Shiva again. It's, battling it's, 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 ar- it's
0: around here, though, that I start to realize two things. One, everybody is pausing unnaturally in in their speech and in their actions. Batman, I think, had just taken down some people be- when Lady Shiva shows up. When
1: Lady Shiva shows up, he
0: just. Beat Bane. That's what it was. He just beat, he beat Bane. Bane in the same way he always beats Bane, cutting the <laughs> cutting the cord in the back and electrocuting him, same way as always. But um, in that instance, after defeating Bane, she says, "Batman, me? If I'm thinking of Bruce Wayne's mind, without even looking, you turn and you throw a battery. Well, right oh,
1: that's what he did. No, he almost he turned around almost threw her. the battery right, right her. in her face. Yeah. So you're right on that.
0: So I'm like, that was good because hold on <laughs> what's going on here and here's and issue then... number
1: two why w- why in the comics did they use Killer Croc like, why was Killer Croc able to be influenced
0: to so Killer Croc makes sense because Killer Croc is almost dumb killing machine level yeah but the reason guy. why
1: he got he got um uh, tricked into was try- doing he was this trying to he, get he out wanted a f- cure for the yeah, Killer yeah he was Croc trying to myth. get out the
0: hood <laughs> Bane didn't Bane didn't just wanted money fun fact did you know that Waylon Mercy aka Killer Croc is um Arsenal's AA sponsor excuse me Yes, because at one point, Arsenal was so bad on drugs that he went down into the sewers and tried to have suicide by Croc. Huh. He tried to coax Kroc into killing him because he was over life. And Killer and Croc Croc was like, like what an... are you talking about? Like, I'm not down with of that. Of all people? That, that yeah. no, I need so to read now, that. So that. Arsenal calls him, hey, buddy, you know, I'm, I'm really jonesing right now. And he'll be like, "Do you don't want to do it, bro. <laughs>
1: so even though <laughs> he's, he's a s- bad guy, he has a friendship. With a good guy. Just
0: because you are a bad guy doesn't make, make you a, a bad, bad guy. guy. I love it. I love uh, it all. And so Croc has—he always kind of writes. No, but that's why I like that the
1: fact that they used Killer Croc because he was so coaxed into it that he wanted to be cured. He just wanted to look normal again. That's why he was stealing the money and stealing the kid so so that um he can get the surgery to look more uh, to look. Normal but he again. wasn't being controlled, right? No, no, no. He wasn't. Be- Bane was being controlled. So why was? Why is? Yeah, y- you already know. <laughs> You already the know. Money, the money, the money was,
0: the whole reason the money exists is so that Ivy can get someone to bring it so she can give half to Hush, right? Yes. That's, that's what That I'm was what told. it was.
1: And she used. So why do you need Bane in that equation? I think they were, they were just using a, hey, let's get Ivy and Bane back together because the last time we saw them was Batman and Robin.
0: But the thing is, I you can see a, a point in which Catwoman would just, she would mind control Catwoman to just rob anyone and bring the money back. And she could have mind-controlled Catwoman just to rob Bane, but she's also controlling Bane. But she used
1: Catwoman to—she controlled Catwoman to steal the money that Bane was supposed to steal when Batman— But Bane—didn't Bane steal the money? No, um, Bane—Bane was going to fight Batman, and then once Bane lost, he had—Batman had to talk with Lady Shiv, and then the cops showed up. While all of that was going down— Where did
0: they get the money from?
1: the FBI all brought the money Oh, they
0: were trying to okay the, uh, in the Did comics the Yeah, in in the, the comic right. they
1: they stated that it was the FBI, the GCPD and the CIA all put money together for like 11 billion dollars or 11 million dollars or something like that. And 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 just like in the comics while the talking was going down, Catwoman steals the money for Ivy. But my problem is is like in the comics you know why you know the motivation of each villain and why they're doing what they're doing. They're either looking for a way out, they're looking for a cure, or they're looking for revenge on Batman. Bane, I felt like they just threw Bane into the movie just to throw Bane into the movie, as if Killer Croc wasn't a good enough formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I, it just made no sense to me. But other than that, I do like the end. An- I do like the animation fighting. It wasn't choppy oh, to the hell. The
0: animation fighting
1: is absolutely amazing. Dude, tell me not like it's, a it's fluid. It's you could see everything. Yeah, it's fast without being shaky cam, choppy edit, and all the hits hit like like you hear the yeah, boom, the the, flood. The, the the
0: foley work or whatever you want to call it the for that
1: foley work.
0: Hey, listen, I'm trying to bring up some. I
1: love it. Bring no, up the it.
0: prestige of this cast. The foley work or whatever is really good. But then they would focus on the face, and this is what you were talking about. The animation studio for this seemed to be Japanese influenced. That's at least what I believe. I have to go back and do this, do the research about that because the action scenes look like they're in an anime show, but all the expression is lost in conversation. And I I'm only thing I could so think upset about
1: set because every is it me or did everybody look like they were smiling with every word they were saying? Whether it, looked good like or bad.
0: A f- it looked like whatever. It looked like um, whatever feelings or emotion they were trying to convey. That was it. Where in a normal conversation, I can, I can. Uh, look calm, increasingly frustrated, mad those are levels, but in the in the movie you were it was like happy, sad, mad, surprised, like there was no gradual change in in emotion. it would just happen and they would freeze in that face and I feel like some of the best moments in these in the other animated movies are the talking moments like are the actual emotive. Uh, Can you imagine watching Justice
1: League: Doom during the end when when Batman's on trial in front of all the Justice League if they were all smiling with every word they were saying? Or just weird, or not moving, or not moving, not showing any any emotion.
0: Very weird. And so I wonder if it's worth it to lose the emotion to get the action. I really like the action but i would have liked a little bit more of a motive yeah, no, character i would this.
1: have liked we'll get there but there's a scene in particular that really 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 is the worst scene of the movie and it rubbed me extremely the wrong way
0: there, i don't know if we're talking about the same one but there's definitely a scene that comes up which automatically made me remember the panel in the comic and i was like you guys just like that was a fumble like you guys fumble yeah fumbled, fumbled hard.
1: yeah man
0: but um yeah, after a brief fight, Le- Batman is confronted by Lady Shiva who tells him an unknown intruder has used the Lazarus Pit and asks for his assistance in identifying them. Um, Batman rescues the child, but Catwoman steals the ransom money. As Batman swings through Gotham City in pursuit of her, a mysterious villain shoots his grapple line and he falls to the ground, fracturing his skull. He is nearly killed by a group of nearby criminals until he's saved by Catwoman and Batgirl in the comics
1: the Huntress. And there's another part that pissed me off. In the movie, it was a gunshot that went through his grappling cable yeah. but in the comic it's a battering which makes sense to why the battering would be there in the first place I forgot about the battering right? his tire gets his he's driving away and his tire gets shot in the same exact time we'll get there I'm trying to be as vague as possible but it's just yeah there's a lot of breadcrumbs in the early on issues that make you think that it's gonna go to so many different ways way, yeah. dude they even made one villain look like he was the villain and then you're just like wait a minute what it's Batman Hush as a comic was shrouded in mystery, shroud yeah. like even you felt like yourself. I'm not, I'm not Batman. I can't figure this out.
0: And in the middle of it, you have this love story. You have this this question of not of whether or not Bruce Wayne can surrender to love, whether or not he whatever does Batman deserve well, I think, love. I, I think they both handle those it things.
1: very very well. Like. To uh, in a balance, like whatever was in the comic book, as far as that love aspect goes for him and Catwoman, yeah. was actually I think it was translated well into the movie. I
0: was watching it with my roommate, and I remember telling him, I- "I'm I'm terrible at watching." uh adaptations. <laughs> you don't want to sit next to me watching cuz I'm I'm like, "Oh, that wasn't how it was in the comic." "Oh, that was in the, in the comic it's this." Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the same like way that. with
1: reading books. Like, don't don't watch a movie with me that i read the book to it first because I'm like, "Oh, actually in the book it happened yeah. this way." Yeah, yeah, I'm the same exact way.
0: And so with that one, I remember saying um when she's running with the money and she's doing all those flips, she says something like uh that's the only thing like a, a, a view is the only thing you're gonna be able to catch oh, he's
1: like, oh yeah he, he's, he's cat woman he's like "Oh, i was waiting for you to show up the get a good look that's all you're gonna catch tonight and it was just him like under her ass basically so
0: while that's happening in the comics if i'm not mistaken because it's been a while since i read them i know you just read them um there's a lot of like poetry going on at that moment there's a lot of like she runs i chase her She's mysterious, and I don't know. Oh no! That, why, the one thing and, is that
1: that's that's throughout the comic. I don't remember yeah. specifically uh, if which, that which which. But action. that whole that chase scene before he fell was actually shorter in the comic than it was in the. But the thing is, there's
0: in, none of that in the in the movie. No, besides
1: he, ch- he, he chases her for a second. No, no, I'm,
0: there's none of like. I chase you you run Ooh, there's yeah, a lot of there's a lot of that there's a lot of that poetry of like I don't know if we should be together but somehow it feels right there's a lot of that and going that's where going you lose the book.
1: translation of inner yeah. monologue because in issue 4 when Bruce goes to Metropolis and he meets with Lois um, Perry White comes out of nowhere and he's like hey Bruce Wayne how's everything and all right Clark Lois I wanted the thing on my desk I got a meeting and you get this internal monologue where Bruce is like Perry White editor good man he knew about Clark's identity and and just walks around here as if it's nothing. He kind of reminds me of Jim Gordon and the friend that he's been. And I'm like, "Damn it. That's some good juxtaposition." Yeah. That's a- some cuz he's when he and looks pathos. at Lo- when he looks at Lois and he looks at Clark, he's like Clark told Lois who she was in the beginning and he trusted her with that. Perry is a good man and he kind of reminds me of how Jim Gordon is a good man. I'm but like, it
0: almost shows you how slanted his world is. Because he thinks he's alone with all the people he has. And not, and not to, uh, obviously not to uh, bring up a, a whole topic. But that's the reason why you can't slant Superman. Because True. if you slant Superman, you slant everybody else. He should be the person that Batman looks up and goes, Damn, could I ever have that? And if you have Bat- Ben Affleck... Looking at Henry Cavill, he don't want that. <laughs> what does he want? What is what, a, what of Henry Cavill? He life, wants to know that there's that one percent
1: chance you know for that? it to be an absolute certainty. There's no jealousy he has for this alien. No, that's that was really prominent in all the scenes. It was that was it was him and Clark. Yeah, his his internal monologue was saying this. Even if it doesn't say I'm jealous of him, you can just read. Wow, he wishes in a way that he could be Clark as far as it goes for trusting humanity in a sense. Yeah. because. Yeah. But the pro- here's the problem, and what I have to defend Batman on, even if even if he trusts Jim, Alfred, uh, Tim, uh, Dr- all of them, yeah. he doesn't have the po- in his power to save them every single second at all the time. And when he went to go face Ra's Al Ghul in North Africa, even he's like, I can't leave them because if I leave them, something's gonna happen, and I'm not here to save them. But I have to go because if I miss this lead, I'm not going to get that chance again. And you're you right, 100
0: Yeah, you're right, 100%. And it, there's also this feeling the, of Batman realizing that the more people that he lets into his life, the more people he lets into because his the, life. Because I, I feel <laughs>
1: like this book, like, just like you said, that this book, as far as um, emotional go- like pathos goes, this follows killing joke. Yeah. Because throughout this whole book, he's, he's trying to trust uh, Catwoman. And every time he's ready to trust Catwoman, he's haunted by Jason's death.
0: Not only that, but if you look, if you go straight from killing joke, Barbara's injury. Oh um, yeah, and Barbara Nightwing, Nightwing, all of left, that. Nightwing quit basically. He you know says I mean?
1: that so many times, to and so it's I have like, to give it. An, I gave it an applause when he says, "Dick talks to me with no fear." Well, he's earned that right. Yeah. Damn it, you're. Wrong. David Bruce, why are you being a person, <laughs> and right now? And could you imagine?
0: But you never get that in the film. That's never. maddening. Is that Batman is an intensely interesting character. But if you don't, if you can't get in his head, and I don't know which way to do it, I don't know how you do it. And Jessica Jones, because she's a detective, they let her monologue. Well, they the let her was, do it in a monologue.
1: I feel like that it worked because she w- they were trying to capture that noir crime Batman's drama set. a noir hero. He isn't. No, smoke. he is a noir. He is, he a, is noir. a noir At the end of detective. the day, if you think of what a noir is, it is that detective who's always talking to himself, trying to find Dimly the next... alleyways, smoke, and
0: of all the and bars shadows. and all the
1: towns and all the worlds. Catwoman had to walk into mine. Yeah. And
0: that's, that's... Oh, my God. That's what it is. Um, but... He, I forgot that he fell and fractured his skull. He fell yeah. hard. He had a
1: piece of, he had broken bone in his yes, brain. Yes, he no, fractured it's, his yeah. skull. He
0: fell freaking hard. I forgot about that. Um, Huntress comes to his aid in the comic, but Batgirl comes because, of, as we said, she was not affected because no cutting. Is joke.
1: there a way for you to like, um, simplify it as how Batman came to trust Huntress and put her part of the team? Because he say, he openly says in his monologue, "like she's better than she thinks." She's better than me. I, 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 I actually really think trust it's
0: her. very similar to what happens in Arrow, where they, you just find somebody with the with the energy for the hunt, <laughs> literally, and then you're like, "Well, I either train them slash befriend them, or they become the enemy." And Helena Bertinelli, Bertinelli, um, yeah, she has always had beef with the mafia because her family's in the mafia, and so she, it's weird. She's like insidious, no, yeah, she, weird, the, like insidious I remember in
1: Arrow, of, like the, the she wanted to kill her father for killing her. Fiance. Yeah, 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 and that's why like, Arrow was trying to like stop her and stuff. But I, I also wanted because without knowing anything about the prior knowledge, the way it just assumed for me, I'm like, he's trying to find another Batgirl.
0: What do you think was more um, easier without prior knowledge, the movie or the book?
1: Uh, I would say the book okay. because even though I don't have like actual like knowledge of why Huntress is with Batman or who Harold is. Who is
0: Harold people? <laughs> Tell me. But you also understand that she's in the birds of prey. Um and Huntress, you know that she's
1: not a she's not a bad canary. guy, but yeah. she's not really a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. With with the movie, I felt like I don't s I just found out today that DC's animated movies have continuities. Yeah. So I didn't know We'll like, get into that cluster in a bit, yeah. So yeah, so I it was like Wait, last year or a few years ago, I watched The Killing Joke, and now I'm watching her as Batgirl, but I was kind of confused watching the movie in a sense, because like, you don't know where the last movie picks up and where this one is, especially when you have, oh, what was it, uh, Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin, Assault on Arkham, Batman and Harley Quinn, and yes. *Killing* and Hush in seemingly a three, four year span. So yeah, as far as the book goes, it was a lot easier to not, I guess, assume stuff. Okay and interpret and if I really did have any real questions I would have come to major issues I'm like yo no. can someone explain here cause I don't know what's going on
0: <laughs> uh, we find out that Catwoman delivers the ransom to Poison Ivy who's controlling her with a hypnotic kiss uh, Alfred summons Thomas Elliot to remove skull fragments from Bruce's brain Batman recovers and pays a trip to Blackgate Prison to interrogate Bane on the whereabouts of the money. And Bane eventually escapes. And Batman strikes to deal with the skinniest Amanda Waller I've ever seen uh, portrayed. Uh,
1: are we, we going to disrespect Viola Davis in front of me like this? I'm like,
0: well, Viola Davis at least looked like a woman who works. Not who CrossFits. True. You understand?
1: And I feel like... Because she was even fat in the comics. She had like the jowls always and big. everything. She's yeah. always
0: been big, uh, Amanda Waller. Because she's a big pop woman. Like she, you know? Uh, like, um, what's her name? Uh, Mariah... Dillard from oh uh, Mariah Luke Cage.
1: Dillard Stokes
0: give give Viola Davis everything. That, when well, that's not Viola Davis, that's um.
1: Oh wait, did I just mix up with um? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's your oh. You... Woodard. Yes, Alfre Woodard.
0: My son's dead, Mr. Stark,
1: because of you. <laughs> that poor woman. Yeah. That poor woman. Give her all the Oscars too. But uh, that was. That's They're why... gonna
0: kill that poor woman. <laughs> 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 That's a deep cut, Andrew. I'm telling you, I'm having a day. I'm having a day. day. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I need a minute. I need so. A minute. So, uh, uh, Bane escapes, but Batman's tracking him the entire time. In the comics, it's the same thing with Croc. He puts like a track bat tracker on him. And Bane yeah, but leaves- this was
1: the thing: was in the comics, Batman didn't make a deal with Waller. No, he, was- he just did it on his. So oh. when he went to like get Croc to like have him calm down and say, "Listen, I'm just going to interrogate you. Just calm trust the hell me. Down. Yeah, just just trust me." Um, Amanda Waller and her team came in because she gave him that deadline. Listen, at midnight, I'm going after him. But in the movie, yeah, he makes the deal with Amanda Waller. He's like, listen, just give me five minutes and here's here's this. Uh, what was it? He gave him like rubberized bullets. It's funny because or, or it's funny
0: cause I was talking to my roommate. I'm like, is that Amanda Waller? I don't know if it's Amanda Waller. He goes, I knew it instantly. your little Suicide Squad. I like, yep. Check. I, check I, and check. And I, that, I think that's what answers the question about the Suicide Squad because the Suicide Squad, if I'm not mistaken, Killer Croc's in that. And so, therefore, he wouldn't be the one being mind-controlled. Oh, uh, you know what? That kind of So you slip, him in, you slip him in with Bane. Um, and that's where you get that. Uh, we have... Um, yeah, Bane leads Batman to Poison Ivy's now abandoned greenhouse where Catwoman is. Walter captures Bane and returns him to prison. Catwoman, seeking retaliation for Ivy's manipulation, offers information on her whereabouts to Batman in exchange for a kiss. And a ten- tenuous romance blooms between them. How do you feel about Bat and Cat? How do you feel about Selina Caillou Kyle? Is this the woman for Batman, or is this is this an idea more that problem, Batman's falling in love it's, with?
1: The Problem is to me, it's an idea because everything good that I can say about the relationship between Batman and Catwoman, I can say in the same exact thing about Batman and Talia al Ghul. He's a good guy. She's a seemingly a bad guy. Of, of sometimes, sometimes good. Uh, they they just balance cool each- with,
0: her, with him dogging out the daughter of the of the. <laughs>
1: Of the, Head of, of, the assass- law- of
0: the biggest assassins group ever. It's just something cool about that. But yeah. well, no,
1: See, that's what I liked was in the comic book, after he defeats Ra's al Ghul in a fight, Um, he sits, uh, Alfred does an, ex- no, uh, sorry, on the way to, I think, see Ra's al Ghul, Batman was doing like this inner monologue about the first time he ever met Ra's al Ghul and it was uh, Dick, Dick Grayson got kidnapped and he didn't know where he was. He got kidnapped straight out of his dorm room. Okay. And he went to go find him, beat through a whole bunch of guys. He solved the mystery, and when he went to go rescue Dick, it was actually a stage test to see if Ra's al Ghul uh, to, for Ra's al Ghul to see if Batman was good enough to be with his daughter.
0: I believe it, man. And that's that's, that's
1: Damian's. That's not Damian's grandfather. That's Damien's grandfather. You know, which like, which, which may, wants me to beg the question now. In two thousand three, were they trying to plant? Breadcrumbs for Damien's life, like I think, I think Damien they were. might go
0: back as far as 1996 ish. The idea
1: of the idea, that. at least the and idea then, of Damien, and, but
0: they, he doesn't come to fruition until Grant Morrison, another comic book psycho I love him, but he's crazy, um, invents him. I we're gonna cover that run because if you like this. You'll definitely love. Uh, I
1: already wanted to. I wanted to read the newer Batman ones uh, with the whole Catwoman wedding and all of that. Yeah, because uh, you guys said because one. I'm, I'm, Tom <laughs> King. That's why I'm digging Tom King, man. I'm and just digging Tom the. King. Well, that's the reason why I asked the
0: whole Selena Kyle question. Like, do you think Selena's right with Batman? And you say she's more of an idea. Um, I felt those same rumblings. This is now the woman who canonically, canonically has left Batman at the altar. A hundred years from now, when people ask... Yeah, but she broke Cat up with Woman. Batman
1: in the movie, too.
0: Yeah. Now, now, there's more nefarious reasons as to why it happened in the comics. It's a bigger plot. But you still got my boy Bruce out there looking like a fool. You know what I'm saying? And uh in this, it happens as well. Where I feel like in the comics, it was Bruce's choice to break up. Obviously, not for clear-cut reasons. But in the movie, it was more Batwoman, Catwoman being like... Eh you you're never going to let up on this whole thing. Well, they thing. they kind
1: of foreshadowed it with that dialogue when Bruce was when B- Bruce was unmasks himself and he explains big deal too by the way. He's he's like listen the reason like Bruce why Wayne.
0: He's like
1: <laughs> I I like I like you because you know you're not in he's like I she's like I'm insane. He's like no you're 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 just obs- you're an obsessive compulsive you know you need to do this you need to do that and that's what I like because it's either I, you you will change or you won't, but we're going to find out. I'm paraphrasing people. It's been a long day. Yes, it has. But at the end of it, she literally turns around and says the same exact speech he to says him. to her to walk out of his life. That's a woman for you.
0: <laughs> that's a woman feeding you your own medicine right to you. Um, Batman finds Lex Luthor. Now, a probationary member of the Justice League.
1: Yeah, see, that when you asked me, was it easier to, with no prior knowledge, to watch the movie or read the book? And the reason why I'm saying it's easier to read the book, because with my own prior knowledge, I do know that Lex Luthor is elected president in the comics. Yeah.
0: When the hell did he become a Justice League member? That's a New 52 thing, because he helps. Oh, damn, New 52. There's a story called Forever Evil in which all the villains, literally, the villainous version of Justice League comes from Earth 3 and demolishes all the Justice League. And so it's up to whatever villains still have a conscience. Guys like Keller, uh, Captain Cold, Black Manta,
1: Lex Luthor. Is that why Captain Cold is a le- Legend of Tomorrow? Because he's they like, actually yeah, drew him still, in uh, to have a more... Yeah, the app, more he has an honor code. He does have an honor code. You know what? You have to have an honor code at least. Some, some of them have to.
0: And so um, that's how he gets it in here. In in, uh, in our continuity, in the DC animated continuity, is because of the effect of the reign of Superman playing
1: Lex Luthor. It's uh, quite true. Wait, what? In this movie? Yeah. Oh now I gotta go home and rewatch it. There you go. Now I gotta rewatch it, which um, I, I liked in the comics because it was Talia was the head of LexCorp. Yes. While it, Lex it, was a president.
0: And he, that's what I'm saying. In the comics, uh, Batman suspected Roz when he found out about the Lazarus Pit stuff, uh, and he thinks he's working with Hush. But in this, uh, Luther helps him find Ivy's location to find where that chemical uh, was going. There, they find Ivy has taken control of Superman, and she commands the Man of Steel to kill Batman and Catwoman. And in that moment, watching the animated film, I go, "It is a wrap." I don't think people understand. I, I, I really, honestly don't. I don't think they grasp that if Batman, if Superman ever really wanted to kill anyone, it'd be over
1: in a if heartbeat. If he wanted to, even under control, it'd well, be he resisted, over but in he, a heartbeat. But he resisted.
0: I'm talking about mid-sentence. I'm talking about mid, mid-breath taking. He is faster than a speeding bullet. At one point, they 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 joke on that. They're like, "How are we gonna run him? He's faster than a you know, on, you know." And it's like, yes. Like at one point, Batman's like, "Well, just I got a plan. Run!" And I'm like, "It's a bullet. Like, what? You can run from a bullet? It's not cannot, how it works." He, you know? can,
1: he can. dodge bullets, though. How do you feel about Superman being controlled in the film? I liked it. I thought it made sense because it's like, damn, you can't. She controlled Catwoman and and Bane, and you still can't stop him. So, you know what? Let's control Superman. Now, here's my problem with the movie's translation of it to the comic book. In the movie, there's not one, not one inkling of reasoning of why he brought kryptonite brass knuckles with him. He's just like, "Hey, uh Catwoman, we got to... Uh, well, he we- didn't bring him. He asked Alfred. Alfred. To, but to he basically stock them. he basically brought them. To stock him, yeah. Yeah, he he just right before he gets on the tr- on the, on the private plane or whatever, he's like, "Alfred, bring the jewelry." I was going to Cat- ask
0: that. In the comic is the ring that he gave him, right? It's yeah, the ring that Superman the ring he gives him. him. Post and, Tower and of Babel. And, one,
1: and once um Superman You know Tower of Babel is the book
0: that um it adapted they adapted it to make Justice League Doom. So it would be the same piece of kryptonite that Superman goes if anyone's going to stop me, I wanted it to be you. And they could have done it. But because Doom is not in their continuity, they had to come up with brass but the, knuckles. Yeah,
1: but the way it rubbed me the wrong way. No, knuckles. dude, it was, it was spiked kryptonite knuckles, bro. It was regular yeah. brass, and then the knuckles were red-green spiked. At, one red point, green spikes. at one point when Batman's
0: giving him the hands, I look at my roommate and go, Superman is actively trying... To not hurt Batman while Batman is beating that No, because he was resisting it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's resisting.
1: But this is what this is why I don't like the rivalry between Batman and Superman. And and like even if it's a friendly competition, is because in the comic, he says it in his inner monologue I know better than to ever come to Metropolis without having my my backup, without having my precautionary method. In In the movie, he how Oh, did he notice did he see his green lead line tunnels that was lex- great yeah lex- that work. was great I was lead like that's very specific but okay but he can't that's it. the only thing he can't see through yeah, lead lead line tunnels that's why in Superman 1 in the Richard Donner 1 he thought that the device uh, the detonation bomb was in this trunk he's like oh Luther you know better than to use a lead chest and when he picks up the chest it was actually a kryptonite necklace yeah, yeah. cause he couldn't see through it oh, but that's, that's my that's always the reaction to the kryptonite oh, here's my problem was when when in the comics when he goes to metropolis as bruce and he's talking to clark and they're having like a real conversation you're thinking okay he's just coming to see to meet to hang out with superman and lois for a second and then superman busts through the wall and you know he's controlled by ivy in the sh- in the movie the last scene you see of superman before he goes to attack them it, the camera stays on his face, he has this mad face, and his eyes go from blue to green back to blue. So you
0: can tell that there's something That happening. he's
1: controlled. But why would he stay controlled throughout the whole moment? Why I don't did know. He- and his eyes in the movie are
0: uncharacteristically super blue to Whoa. show you that there's a difference. But it, turns, it literally uh, went
1: from blue to green to blue in a quick, like, if I just blinked my eyes for a second. And I'm like, yeah. same thing with, with the subverting of the, the expectations. Comic, in the
0: comics, it was like, oh, no. Not
1: you. Yeah, no, exactly. no, that's literally what it was. It's <laughs> somebody, but it, it was the door, the wall busts open, and it's this giant silhouette with red eyes. And he's like, No, oh no, not you. It shouldn't be you. Why is it gonna be you? And then you see Poison Ivy with her arms wrapped around Superman. She's like, My big Superman. And I'm like,
0: Um, that's why I say nothing beats the pacing of a page turn. Thank you. You man. turning that page nothing beats
1: that because when i didn't all right here's my problem my i guess my issue was is it doesn't take away from the fact that the reveal is superman being controlled it's just now i can see that if i read hush before i watched the movie i would have been so surprised that superman got controlled because there was no breadcrumbs to him being under that control but once they showed it in the movies where his eyes turned green i'm like Oh great! Poison Ivy has him,
0: and his inner monologue. I feel like again, Batman's that fear that he has when he realizes that it's Clark gives you a level of uh, danger. Whereas in the film, it's just like, oh man, another no. One that's of why when Lord. he when
1: he sees that it's Clark and he's like, listen, we gotta run, and he runs. Cat Catwoman's like frantically like splashing in the water, and he's like, she's panicking. Cats in their water. I laughed my ass it's, off. It's good stuff, but. What it got me was is that monologue where he's like where he takes out the the, the kryptonite ring and he yeah. puts it on his finger and he's like I always know better I always know better than to come into Metropolis without having a failsafe got my dangs on me Put but it's like but but, but that's what pissed me off with the pacing of the movie it's you're automa- it's it's basically to me my interpretation Batman already knew that Superman was under control and that's why he asked Alfred for the gauntlets and that's why he didn't seem like he was surprised that superman was under that control yeah but i will say that when it comes down to being able to translate inner monologues to actual dialogue here's my case for it in the inner monologue right before batman goes to beat the hell out of superman he he says i know clark i know how i can stop him and it does that little flashback of him and tommy and he's like because Clark will always be a good person deep down and deep down I'm not they do that in the movie it's not as good it it isn't but it's my only way I can I can show a case of how you can translate an inner monologue to a conversational dialogue because when he's like Alfred I need the jewelry catwoman's like ah oh, jewelry huh and then he's like, oh, listen. Her
0: nymphomaniac ass just getting triggered by, by jewelry, shiny things.
1: And then he's like, well, that's because, you know, Clark is deep. Th- oh, no, no, it was when he was running from Clark and he was with Catwoman. And he literally says out loud, well, it's because deep down, Clark's a good person. And deep down, I'm not. That, that's one of the only few places, or ways that I can, like, make a case for how you translate inner monologue. Instead of and you- It, it
0: isn't is a, a direct translation, though. That's the thing. Like, even if you can do it, I I feel like it it loses a little bit of the power, um, but it's interesting though because they did do that in various scenes. There's a scene where Batman's choking the Joker, and the things that are said in his head are said to to just Gordon. Said, just said, yeah, yeah, straight up said. Um, and we'll get there in a second. These are these are probably the two. They're, they're, this is the funniest things, and then there's uh absolute tragedy. But the funny thing is they realize that Superman is basically um fighting the programming.
1: No, he's like I won't. Kill and translated yeah. both in the movie and in the comic book. He's like, I'm not going to kill. That's yeah. just it.
0: And um, using his super will to fight the fight. The, okay, uh, I just have to say, Batman is
1: an asshole. For what? He like he literally. I I caught it the second he said it to, to um Catwoman. He's like, listen, there's three of them. Make your choice. Which one are you gonna pick? Oh, uh, which one you gonna? I'm like, yeah. Damn, dude, you're <laughs> an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're an asshole. But they choose. To uh throw Lois out of a window. <laughs> I
1: hated that. I hated that. Well no, it wasn't on it was on top of the roof of the Daily Planet. Uh, it was on the roof planet. of the Daily Planet, but in the comic book, it was on the flagpole that wasn't that, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was like a hundred feet up. This is my problem in the movie. She's like, Well, I guess we're gonna go with plan B and just shoves her. And it and unravels this whole conflict of can Batman truly trust her? And I get what the conflict you're trying to do, but in the comic it should book should have been a plan, yeah. It in, the a plan book, in the comic book she, Lois, kicks her in the stomach and falls on her own validity. Yeah. Catwoman didn't push her. She's like, listen, stand still. You're re- being really bad at this damsel in distress thing. And you see the panel of her, like, doing an underkick to the stomach. To and then And then she falls, which I found it to be better. I don't yeah. know why. I just found it to be, like, if you're not... Who knew... Okay, just because Batman knew that Clark is good deep down inside doesn't mean yeah. Catwoman knew. So she was literally risking a life on a gamble. Like, have you ever been to Vegas? If you have one chip left, you don't gamble that chip. Just collect your $20 and go home. You right. lost. No, 100%. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Um, So I thought that was hilarious. Uh, What I didn't think was hilarious in both the book and the movie was that whole, say it, kitty. Purr. Oh, Perfect. yeah, that was weird. What My roommate was... looked
0: at me and said, what is she trying to do? I'm like, it's a power trip thing. She's just bored.
1: Well, in the, well, what it was is in the comic, it was just a one-off line. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's perfect. Isn't that how you say it, Kitty? Perfect. perfect. Yeah. But in the movie, she's literally, like, going up to her, has her, like, face-to-face, nose-touching nose. And she's like, come on, Kitty. Say it. Say it for me. Perfect. Say it. And I'm like, oh, this is just uncomfortable. Aren't, are you cheating on Harley right now? But then you, obviously, if it's adapting from a 2003, you know that this is before the whole Harley and joker thing so she still has that
0: yeah hardy's hardy's right in the joker's pocket in
1: this in this uh yeah it hasn't been where she's now more empowered no
0: yeah um but the biggest tragedy sir is that um superman breaks free of ivy's control to save lois um and batman superman and catwoman work together to capture ivy who's revealed that she was manipulated by a mysterious foe called hush but in the comics, who helps them find them It's Crypto I my knew y- Man. I crypto, knew it. Please. I freaking
1: knew that you were gonna say the biggest tragedy is no Crypto. Crypto's I knew the man. it. Man, Crypto is so
0: cool. Crypto good is dog. so
1: badass. Good he dog. has his. He had his own cartoon on Nickel on Cartoon Network that I used to watch religiously. They just crypto, showed him in the Titans. Super He's dog. gonna be in Titans <sighs> this year. And, uh, oh, that's a good boy. Uh, that's a good oh, boy. Oh, Crypto is so freaking oh, you, cool. you. If man. you don't like dogs, just dogs, man. I don't know what to tell. I named you? my
0: dog crypto. I don't even know. What, what, or, Doesn't or Batman have a dog? Ace.
1: Ace. That's when he
0: sees um, Damien. He's like, Damien, hey, Ace. <laughs> Ace is there. It's Ace the Bat Hound. That's what it's called. Ace the Bat Hound. Of course, it's, at least it's a hound. Yeah. Bruce Wayne goes on a date with Selena, who is unaware of the former's identity as Batman, much to the encouragement of his family. The two.
1: I actually liked that in both the movies. like n-
0: Nightwing kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink?
1: No, because that's where he's like, that. that's where the monologue comes from, where he's like, you know dick talks to me with no fear and given everything that we've been through together he's earned that right and it's kind i like seeing batman humanized not humanized but it's like i feel like he takes the stoic lonely demeanor to such an extreme that when you do see him say i'm kind of lonely i kind of like i kind of like my son I kind of like this girl. It's like a breath of fresh air. I don't yeah. know about anybody else, it just makes but it's a sense exactly. of Humanity. levity. And that's
0: what I'm saying. Like I, We're going to be beating a dead horse on this cast. But if you like Batman and you've never read a Batman comic, please, literally, any issue, pick it up. because I say pick
1: up Hush, honestly. The reason why I say pick up Hush is because if you want that all-around Batman personality and the Bruce Wayne character arc, Pick it, Hush. Hush is a good
0: idea because it also is a Batman who's looking towards the future. He's looking to see, besides the Batman persona, what what else is Bruce Wayne? What what else would Bruce Wayne want in his future? I think that's very interesting. That that, that is a good pull, honestly.
1: And um, and yeah, and a lot of the conversations he had with Catwoman in the movie, specifically, as even though they were arguing and had smiling on their faces while they were arguing, I still did like the whole conversation of you know what it is? It reminds me a lot of the Dark Knights conversations yeah. where that's what Christian Bale or at least Christopher Nolan's interpretation of that Batman was. He's- Bale,
0: I mean Bale, sorry. Nolan could have done a, a tremendous hush.
1: <gasps> Nolan oh, Nolan could have done a really 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 good hush. But hush is
0: still on the table.
1: I mean, you know, basically, ba- basically that table. whole trying to find the Joker aspect part. You just have need, a lot of hush in it. You just
0: need it. um a Catwoman. And then you could play with everything else.
1: It doesn't really matter. I don't I think he did a perfect Catwoman. I do like Michelle Nolan's? Pfeiffer. Nolan's Catwoman. I, I, I have
0: a soft spot for Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. No, no, That's no, just no my th- thing,
1: We yeah. we can't not consider Michelle Pfeiffer for actually good Catwoman. Whether whatever you want to think of the movie, you can think of the movie. As far as that performance goes, and her delivery and the lines that they wrote for her, I do think Michelle Pfeiffer is up there w- w- in with the best of Catwomen's. Yeah, but there was especially with the the sense of realism with Nolan. There was just something about Anne Hathaway that just took my breath away. Like, wow, that, that's Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer may have played Catwoman, but Anne Hathaway is Catwoman in a sense. I just, you know, what caught me off guard about Anne Hathaway's performance was when she got caught by Bruce Wayne stealing the, the necklaces. But she's like, oh my god, I didn't I didn't know that. You know, blah, blah, blah.
0: I, I was to say it wasn't about tripping the <laughs> tripping the handicapped man.
1: No, but uh, well, yeah, that the whole tripping of the handicapped man was good, but what I liked was that she went from like the sad scared girl that all of a sudden she just shakes her shoulders. Nah, shoulder. man,
0: look at her, look at her in the in the restaurant. Yeah. When she calls she, calls she calls the the cops the, or whatever. And, and then, then she's, she's just like, oh my screamed,
1: god, I don't know what's going on. That's, that's Catwoman! Like, like, no one can tell liar. me that that is not Selena Cobb. damn liar, Selena. But then, Other than that, yeah, I really did enjoy you the know love what? story.
0: You know what? This is what I'll say. Um, You probably got a little bit more pathos in um in Anne Hathaway's, but Hush, the Hush parts of this is the Batman Returns parts of Catwoman getting all up in Batman's face and being like, you sure you don't want to? Like that sexy, sensual.
1: No, I always felt like that Catwoman touch was me, always flirting with, with him thing. type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it definitely always... had that there.
0: You definitely had that, and that's why so many people uh, advocate for the Cat Bat uh, reunion. The reason
1: why I adv- why I'm going. I, I, I like, I like it. I think I truly do think it is an idea. I'm not going to go back back on that because I do like him with Talia, and I do like him with Catwoman. Yeah, but the way Bruce himself sees Catwoman, I think that's beautiful in a sense. Where- but there's only
0: one person for him, Dan, and it's Chase Meridian. All right, Chase, Dr. Chase. Well, Meridian. the problem
1: with Chase Meridian is she does not have skin type she, vinyl and a whip. She
0: kickboxes. boxes. Oh, she doesn't. Yeah, she does that. not have skin type <laughs> no. vinyl and she a whip. She kickboxes boxes at midday and then shows up by the uh, by the uh, searchlight in her lingerie. That's just, that's
1: all you need, dude. She was she was not professional at all no, in that first introduction with Bruce. Wayne. He's like, I don't know, with cape that first chaser, introduction bro. with a uh, with Batman. it's like, classic classic cape chaser, bro. She's a so are chaser. we just gonna throw Vicky Vale into the bus, like if she did nothing right? Batman,
0: uh, Alfred just led her into the Batcave, all willing. Yo, age. Wait,
1: no problem, <laughs> yeah, bro. That that that's Alfred's not, not that Alfred needed to be fired that, then exactly. and there because how many times, even in Batman Returns, the movie and the comic. Alfred's like, listen, don't take this little girl there. She's just a kid. She's just a kid. Don't take her to the Batcave. Alfred, I she helped me. I need to take... <laughs> like, there was a whole thing.
0: How did you feel about Batman and Selena going to see Paglia-
1: Pagliacci? Pagliacci. I know it, I know it has a yes. G, but it's Italian. It, it is the, the... You ever heard of the sad clown? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his name was Pagliacci. But I get
0: my sad clown from... I heard a joke the
1: other day. You know, I am Panglossy or whatever that that out. Uh, that, uh, oh my god! Uh, I love that joke. joke. Here's it. Yeah, Rorschach's <laughs> joke. Man, hey, man goes he's, to a doctor he's a with everybody that suffers depression. <laughs> he says like, ha ha. Everybody laughs. I'm like, so, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, cue the cue the applause. Everybody laughs. Curtain drawn or something like that. Terrible. But yeah,
0: they go and they go and see that. I'm, and I'm glad he didn't take her to go see Zorro. You know, because that usually ends wrong.
1: Well, Um, that's the foreshadowing that happened before Harley Quinn busted in. In the the comic, he's like, my father always liked operas to my mother's disdain. My father used to have this thing about opera where it always ends in tragedy. That's what appeals to him. Yeah. And then when the, what we're going to get to in a minute happens, he monologues that while looking at what happened. And he's like, my father always had an appeal for operas the way it ended in tragedy. And I'm like, damn, that's. That's foreshadowing that you can't like no, just can't make up. That. you can't beat that man Jeff uh, Lo- is it Jeff with the P-H it's Jeff, F? yeah
0: Jefflo P H F terrible what? yeah terrible
1: but yeah it's a terrible
0: spelling but a great uh, great writer but
1: one- but once again yeah this is a more it, it is faithful to its adaptation uh, Harley goes to but that's the thing is in the movie you see you see the workings of Hush what's cool in the book is that they have a way of depicting
0: acrobatics in the book.
1: Where they have the drawing of, like, it's like six of them behind each other with the gray, and then when they land or do the move, it's... How awesome is that?
0: Dude, that's the greatest thing I... The range of motion when you see these acrobats, whether it's Nightwing, Catwoman, or Harley my, Quinn.
1: One of my favorite scenes was Catwoman versus... Not scene, sorry. One of my favorite panels was Catwoman versus Robin. Yeah. When she's in the Batcave with them, <laughs> and, and, he's, is like, and he's nah. just like, what? No. Nah, B. I don't know what you did to him, but it ain't working on me. <laughs> you getting out of here right now. Yeah. And I like that because she's one minute she's talking to Batman, and then you see her turn around, and she notices something. And then you just see the little gray, flashy drawings of her doing a bat back, a backflip and then grabbing him by the collar. I'm like, wow, yeah. the illustration! Holy hell to Lee! Holy hell to Williams! Holy hell to everybody, man! Just everybody that was involved with the inking, the color, the penciling, whatever. This made you decide, hey, let's do our flashbacks in like this splotchy watercolor where everything is like streaky, but have the one pendant be green. Man, whoever did the the decisions for the coloring, I have to give my hats off to you. You did an amazing job. I mean,
0: <laughs> you just saw old school comic book lettering no, and coloring. That is my that is my <laughs>
1: that was my favorite thing about Miracle Man was yeah. it was that coloring. But do you there understand why the they
0: moved from that? Why they've gone to a more operatic conveyor belt? Well, the reason. Uh,
1: the, 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 well, I see it as those vibrant colors was a part of the kid demographic silver age like yeah. no kid is going to truly read a word bubble that takes up the whole page so how are you going to get them have the next page be nothing but splotchy reds and blues and shades of green over a fight scene yeah here i feel like not only is the animation animation i feel like not only is the drawings more grounded but i feel like they're trying to to give you emotions with it isn't that crazy batman one of the most stoic characters ever Shows more emotion just by staring at you than I got in this entire movie, which yeah. it frustrated me, truly I, frustrated me. I don't
0: me. know if we're at that point yet, but let's talk a little bit about Batman putting on the
1: blues. Okay. How do you feel about that? I actually like it better in the movie than in the comic. Okay, the, the, and I know was he already
0: made, rocking the blues in the comic?
1: No, no, no. Uh, in the in the remember the scene when he was gonna go do the out at the opera, but he still wanted to take a bat suit with him, and Alfred's yeah. like, "Listen, your head is still a little." weary you fell from 20 feet in the air cracked your head on on, on crime alley can you at least do me a favor and take this bat suit that has more padding in the cowl in the comic he doesn't alfred does offer to give him the blue and and gray bat suit with the cowl with, with the padded cowl but he says no and it shows it when he's getting when he's like getting his ass kicked by harley and he's like I'm supposed to... I'm going to have a concussion and I just had one. Yeah. I should have listened to Alfred and taken the suit. Yeah. I do like it more in the... In the How movie. do you
0: feel about the aesthetic overall? Are you... Do you that's do my favorite boop? suit. That's boop?
1: my favorite suit. 100% that's my favorite suit. Boop. I... You, you are responsible for making me obsessed with Bill Finger. <laughs> Anything Bill Finger, I want. I want it all. Really? I was reading one of the panels when Catwoman was in the Batcave. You can't escape no Bill Finger bat head battering ram type yeah. bat, Batmobile past me. Yeah. You yeah, can't escape that's that. That's past- that
0: early artwork right there.
1: Bill Finger is responsible for <laughs> Gotham City's name, Jim Gordon, and Robin. Yeah, I'm obsessed with anything Finger.
0: And then Neil Neil Adams is the one who kind of popularized the blue and gray and yellow, with the long ears. Whenever you see that super long-eared Batman, that's Neil uh, Neil Adams.
1: I do like the long ears because uh, uh, you know it, it. I feel. like... I think it
0: was Yogi who said that if uh, when he falls, when he thinks about it. You know, gun to his head. He's a shorter guy. He's he's a he's a bat flak
1: guy. You know no, how I, short I, those. I I, I I understand why, but I, I'm 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 reaching for the top shelf with Mister Fantastic arms over here. But I feel like the ears are his telecommunications. Okay, that makes sense. His that's antennas. just that's just my that's me reaching for yeah, the top shelf. I, I, I feel like those are his are are his able to to do telecommunications not only back to the Batcave, but since he has Oracle basically controlling all of Gotham yeah. on a traffic controller, yeah, you would kind of need that like. To have some like uh, antenna.
0: Let's talk about the most undisturbed part of this entire uh, movie. So, they go on that date and the two along with Thomas Elliot uh, attend an opera when a Harley Quinn arrives and attempts to kill Bruce. In the ensuing struggle, Dr. Elliot is apparently shot dead by the Joker. So, in
1: the comics... So much better in the comics. So much better. You have Joker Holy with this hell.
0: expression of unbridled manic... Chaos, this crazy expression on his face. He seemed absolutely delighted. That and that's
1: how it. you make an entrance.
0: He With looks my best absolutely delighted that he shot in this and
1: killed this man. But
0: um, in the comic, he's just kind of there.
1: Well, he was kidnapped in but, both mediums, right, but, but he got let you know, out at the last minute. That
0: panel in the book is,
1: has been shared and. That's that Put that's everywhere. where the panel is from and i yeah. and i hit you, i remember i hit you up i'm like thank you george i've been lo- i literally have been looking for that one panel because i didn't see when i very first saw it or all the other times i saw it it didn't have thomas elliot at the bottom yeah. it just had joker with the bang per- gun with the bang gun perched on a crate saying ha 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 in the same exact nighttime illustration and alley and i always wanted to know where it was from so when he- batman busts through the door and you see thomas elliot on the floor and joker above him i'm like oh. The gods have blessed me with finally, after 10 years, finding this goddamn panel.
0: So when this happened in the movie, I'm like, yeah, okay. I know what the ending is. Nothing compares to that. But because of this film and the way it chooses to go, this is the death of Tommy Elliot.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? (laughs) What what did he do in this film? This... You know what pisses me off? (laughs) I just have to fucking... I have to yell at this because... When Bruce woke up from the hospital and Tommy was there and giving him the whole smiling face and, hey, let's meet up, the camera lingers on him while he makes he's a mad face. Guy. Like, if he's yeah. the bad guy. Trying yeah. to, now, I, I get fa- why I they found- subverted the expectations in the comics. I don't get why they did it in the movie yeah. if they were not going to do anything with it. I found that when you see
0: Hush, Hush has, like, a little bit of a conversation with somebody, and his face looks kind of squarish. And then every time that they show Tommy Elliott, they would try to draw him from the, like, from the bottom up. Or top down so you wouldn't get that profile shot to show that he might be hushed. And I'm like, oh, so they're burying the lead. Because, spoiler alert, in the comics, Tommy Elliot is hush. Yeah. He's getting his strings pulled, but he is hush. And so I'm thinking that we're going to go that same route. But no, in this movie,
1: Tommy Elliott is Dude, dead. How many people were, many people were seemingly hush in the comic, though? Even Two-Face! Spoiler alert for the people that haven't read... There was a there was a panel, I I, I didn't know Tommy Elliot was hush until that hap- until when it revealed because even in the movie it made no inkling that Tommy Elliot was hush. Right. It just wanted to subvert your expectations for the sake of subverting your expectations. As it does, but but the goddamn panel when Joker is being decimated by by Batman, Batman yeah, and he man. finally stops. Two Face has his face bandaged up in the same outfit as Hush, flipping a coin. I'm like, wait a minute, is is, is Two Face Hush? Yeah. Because the reason I knew from my own prior knowledge that in I don't I, that in the future Two Face does get the plastic surgery to get his bath of toothface Face, and yeah. it, Harvey Dent went back into who he was. Law and stuff, yeah. So when he was, and this is what got me to I didn't know who Harold was. What got me was is he showed up at Jim's house. To tell, him, to warn him, saying, "Listen, bro, Batman's in trouble, and we need to save him. Your gun is going to be fingered as the gun that killed Tom Yellit. I'm here to help you. I thought he was going he was messing with them because when it showed the before they showed the reveal of Harold, I thought it was Gordon. Right. So this whole time, I'm like, myself, I'm like, oh." Is Hush Two Face? Is Hush Two Face? I think that's the point they want you to be like, wait a minute,
0: this doesn't really make sense. They even
1: made it, th- but this is what I love: is like you thought, Hush- I thought Hush, Hush was Two Face and Riddler. Yeah. Even the way the even the way the story itself ends, you think Hush is Riddler, and they give you the bait of Joker because they know that when you think of Batman,
0: you think of Joker, but he's nowhere near. Any well, even of this he stuff.
1: has his own monologue where he's like, "I've known him longer than any other criminal." In a way. I'm Dick says I'm responsible for his birth Be, being as I am a symbol of law and order in Gotham he's the symbol of the chaos, chaos that that tries to stuff, yeah. that tries to like go against that order and I love it I love when Batman was beating him senseless in both the book and the comic I love that Joker was saying stop yeah because you
0: have an enraged Batman violently beating Joker who claims that he's innocent the entire time and he stops short uh, from killing him by James Gordon
1: because of because of nothing because no reason
0: for Jordan, for Gordon to stop him he's in just the, like Batman yeah. don't because in the comics it's Catwoman and Gordon literally pulling Batman off. Of,
1: well, no, off no, of, uh, oh no. Well, yeah, before just, yeah, before it was Gordon, it was Catwoman that stops him originally. Yeah. and that's where I was like, wow, this is bro. Batman punched her in the shot shoulder. Yeah, that's that. my, and he didn't punch her with knuckles. He palm punched her. Do you know how hard that must be? Yeah, he's like, I know this is gonna hurt, but I need her to stop for a second. And he, you just see his fingers bent, and he just palm punches her. In the uh, what's shoulder. that called? Uh, tiger palm. Yeah, he tiger palms her in the shoulder. Uh Oh my god! But I love that so Gordon they have shot say, Yeah, they bro, have them Gordon shot the, him twice. Yeah, because he's like, he shot his, his ear off. off. Yeah, he's like, I'm not playing this. He like, shot him in the shoulder, and then he shot his ear off. And he's like, the next one's gonna take you down, bro. He Stop. Says, he
0: says in the film, like, you once you do this, like, you don't want to go down
1: this path. I love it in the comics so much more because. When, what, when Gordon, when Batman turns around and sees that it was Gordon, Batman's like, but Jim, I thought you would have understood. In his head, he's like, but James Gordon, wouldn't he understand? He Everyone stands that stands up for the law, B. James Gordon is, a, is And a that's arrow. what he said in the comic that wasn't in the movie. He's like, I, he's like, listen, we've always seen a line. I let you do what you do because you still stood on my side of the line. Yeah. But the second you kill him... You are no different than any other criminal I go after. You kill him, I'm going to bring... He's like, I'm going to bring all of the force of GCPD down on you in a hunt. We're going to hunt you down, bro-ham. So, yeah. And then he stops. He looks at Gordon. He basically is like, yo, you see Batman as a broken man. A broken man. I feel like Hush, as a as a graphic novel story, you guys would have to point me in other directions. But this is... Batman is most broken to me. If
0: this if if this book has salivated uh, causes you to salivate, like you your appetite is wet by this and you want more, trust me, I got more. I off air, I will, we will talk, get into some nitty gritty because I, I do think that if all you do is watch the film adaptations and the animated adaptations, you literally lose out. You literally Lose oh, the pathos. I, the, only,
1: the only thing about the pathos it, that I will defend is one, I know it's like a broken record. Nolan does have the closest to, a, to an actual.
0: But could you imagine that movie with scenes of monologue? So he's in you, China, but on you, that building going, I know I shouldn't be
1: here. And I know oh, that, that you understand what I'm saying. Blood. Like, like that would he's
0: so surgical in his in his dialogue. There was
1: a there was a certain uh, inner monologue panel where he was fighting like bad guys, and he's literally saying, "Smoke grenade, flash bombs, yeah. cut it! I got to do it now. I'm gonna lose my." Or when he was going after the kid, he's like, he, "He's like, I I don't blame the I don't blame the kid for his name for the the kid. It's his name. He's gonna be kidnapped anyways. Thirty seconds. I'm gonna go down the hall, and he's gotta be here." see this guy, oh, in the opening fucking panel of the damn comic, when he was looking at each person and he was about to attack each member, he was naming them off. He's like, oh, word. Yeah, no, yeah, when uh, the very first panel, uh, the way it opens, you see the warehouse. And then the next one is Batman through his, like, uh scoping goggles, where you see the red and the, the red uh infrareds. Or the, oh, what are the crosshairs? You yeah. see the crosshairs going and he's like, oh, that's Insert name here. He has the, a weakness was, in his arm. Let I me was throw watching.
0: It. Um, I was watching. Like I said again, I was watching with my roommate as the worst person to watch a movie with ever. And <laughs> he's going to fight Bane, and he's coming down. And he's attacking. Uh, floozies, basically, like uh, yeah, the henchman.
1: Uh, henchman. Uh, there you go. That was the word. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, oh, you see, this is why Batman's inner monologue is is the best because Batman would have been going like, that was way too easy. Wow, they're not even blocking. He Amateurs. says
1: stuff like that. Amateurs.
0: Why would they be amateurs? Bane's smarter than that. He would know that I would come. And without
1: that... But he says that with Killer you know, Croc. He's like, this isn't... He's like, he's while he's fighting Killer Croc, he's like, this is weird. This isn't his MO. He's usually small stuff. This is too... This is too big for him. It's too risky. He would never do stuff like this. That shit is great, man. Just great. And the only, the, the way I can like defend it for the Nolan trilogies is... He tries to do his monologue with Lucius Fox or Alfred most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like all right, here we go. It's here...
0: Alfred doing more monologues than anyone else.
1: What I like about The Dark Knight is when he was going after Joker in the climax, and he's talking to um Lucius Fox through the radar, you're getting the same exact monologue that you would get if he was talking to himself in a comic. He's like, three guys on the fourth floor, two guys on the bottom looks like the, the hostages or the good uh, are, are, are in clown makeup and looks like the the bad guys are in cop uniforms or whatever like that that kind of stuff translates really well to me and, and yeah I, un- I I never thought I would would have to agree with you because I never saw it for myself but I remember the day you told me that Batman loses a lot of who he is in, in adaptations because you don't get the monologue this book showed me wow, you really do lose a lot of Batman's personality if you don't get the monologue. Because he's—he not only is he monologuing the guys that he's stopping, who he's saving, but he's like, I have a 30-second window. I have a 15-second window. Damn it, I was off by two seconds. That's brilliant! And it makes him human. It does, it does, it does! He's not just a a robot that gets everything right all the time. No, and you know what I, I love is... His, I love his interactions with people like Oracle and Riddler because specifically with Oracle and Riddler, those are two people that are on the same in, like intellectual pattern or intellectual levels as Batman to yeah. where when he was talking to both Oracle and Riddler in different moments, they both said basically the same thing. Well, you wouldn't be saying that if you didn't know it already. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't be here if you already knew the answer. Exactly. That is so good. So good. That I, I can't believe I never. It's, it's weird because I appreciate who Batman is as a character. But damn it, is he still a dick. Damn it, is he still a I dick. I hope that this,
0: this allows more people to try to latch on to the other forms of Batman media out there. Because it does give you a more fleshed out version of the, of, of the hero. I honestly believe. But uh, where are we at? So, yeah, Bruce attends Elliot's funeral. And that's when he does like that poem. He does like a poem and the and the jokers innocence as well no well. he did,
1: it was the priest in the movie that uh, that oh, was I thought re- that was him talking <laughs> i, I, I could have sworn i saw the dude no you're
0: the, right it's probably the priest i i know in
1: the, it it makes sense it makes more sense in the comic because in the comic he was reading a passage from tommy's favorite book where he literally pulls out the book and he says this is tommy's Favorite passage, oh, captain, my captain, where Dick's like, oh, God, is he going to say the oh, captain, my captain thing again? Now, I do have to <laughs> like say that. a quick uh, quick Easter egg. I guess it would be an Easter egg. Yeah. But to me, I find it as, wow, that was actually really good attention to detail. In the comic, Bruce, before the, the funeral happens, Bruce had a conversation with Catwoman where she's like, you have strings in your life. And he's like, what? Alfred, Dick, the oh, Oracle, yeah. you have strings in your life. I hope I'm not one of the strings that trips you up. Right. In the after, when he's at Tommy's funeral, he looks around and he sees Dick's here. So is Tim Drake. Oh, and Alfred and Lucius Fox. I guess I guess Selena's right. I guess I really do I guess I really am not alone. I guess I really do have strings. In the movie, you do see a quick glimpse of Lucius Fox at the funeral.
0: And it makes it and it also makes him second guess his entire journey. And, you know, we got a little bit of that in Heroes in Crisis, right? Where he sits there and he goes
1: all the kids I've I've brought into this. Into that this was world. probably and the greatest Batman mon- inner monologue. But it wasn't an inner monologue; it was an outer monologue. But that was probably the greatest inkling of Batman's thought it's process. Like he's like, yeah. "How many have I saved? But how many have I killed?" Yeah. Oh God, Jason! And he like, he puts. I think his... he literally says that. Oh God! No, he, he says, "Oh God, Jason. Jason!" He puts his hand, even though Jason is still alive. But now he's the Red Hood, Jason, the Lazarus Pit. So he's like. It's so great that since, what was it, 1986, Killing Joke came out? Yeah. He, for like 30 years, they still write it that he's haunted by his mistake of Jason. Jason, um,
0: Barbara, all, all the people that have been affected by the Joker.
1: Which is why, and I have to agree with you, the whole back alley scene doesn't translate well because the minute Bruce sees Gordon, he continues to beat up Joker. He's like... You don't. This for Jason. This is for Barbara. He no, say he doesn't, he doesn't just say like he's like yeah. Gordon. Well, he looks he looks at Gordon. He's like Gordon is gonna understand. He lost his wife to the Joker. Yeah. His daughter was paralyzed to the Joker. His life taken away. He's gonna understand. He'll understand. Jim's like, stop it. I'm not gonna let you root, throw your life away for this guy. But I thought he was gonna understand. Holy fuck! This is probably the greatest comic book I've ever yeah. read in my it, life. It, it, Holy it, hell!
0: Yeah, it puts people on the path to one another that that's
1: you see the connections you see the love the amount of respect especially since one comic prior batman's like wow i have my own perry white and it's gordon gordon's probably the closest friend i have yeah like damn it literally
0: partners in crime like partners in (laughs) crime fighting i guess you would call them no yeah they are partners in the literal sense of crime like crime fighting yeah um
1: after foiling a robbery by the Riddler, Batman chases Hush, which is better in the comics because in the comics you see the ash pr- handprints of the of um the Lazarus Pit. Yeah. That made you start thinking, oh, it's gotta Somebody be Jason. Just come out, to me, yeah. I thought it was. Are they doing Jason again? That's what was my inkling. It was like, wait, this is like the third time they brought up the Lazarus Pit. Now it's confirmed that the Lazarus Pit was used. Yeah. Are we doing Jason again? Yeah. But what I didn't like from the from this movie is that. I don't like their meta talk. Yeah, that was a lot I of really, like B-list, A-list I stuff did not like on. the fact that they really disrespected Riddler by calling him a C-lister. A C-lister, guys? A C-lister. I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded at the fact that every time Batman was saying either a, a hero's, not a hero, a villain's name or just a, a, like a comic book-esque uh, status quo, you have somebody making fun of it. Or somebody saying, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm really not a fan of that in the movie sense. Because like I'm not here to watch a Deadpool movie. I'm not here to watch people make quips about the metaphysical. I don't need to know that Riddler is a C-lister. Because in the comics, he wasn't called a C-lister. Batman was like, wait a minute. Riddler, he was left out of this. Does he have anything to do with this? I don't think he has anything. That was brilliant. Whereas like, after everything that was happening, he was still looking after Hush. Riddler's M.O. was so close to Riddler's actual M.O. that Batman didn't suspect that he was part of the hush stuff. Right. Which, when you think about the world's greatest
0: detective, shows you how far they planned this thing where him uh, is in the middle of this. And while he's dealing with this humongous mystery, he's also scared for
1: everybody who he's close to because he thinks in the comic. Wait a minute. Tommy, they know about me. They no must way. know. Yeah. They must know about me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But that. Was, but also, the thing is, the the breadcrumbs you see is that each individual bad guy that was working a, with Hush against Batman, it was against their original mo. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, Killer Croc wouldn't do this. I don't Too think. Risky. You, I don't think we got that in the movie. No, we didn't. That's what bothered her. Like he should have been like, oh, I know these guys. I want which,
0: which is weird that he would be so like, oh, I know these guys with guys that he's been literally. Fist fighting for 10 years. 80
1: years. Yeah, like, 80, 80 years, years, man. In, in, in action, He's like, like, like wait, years. Killer Croc wouldn't kidnap somebody he because it's too risky, too many variables. Poison Ivy wouldn't leave Gotham City because all of her plants are there. That's like a According mother. Le- li- he, he said that's girl. like a mother leaving her child by themselves. But Riddler, he steals armored cars. He has henchments. He leaves riddles. This is his MO. So why was he left out? Was he left out? I think he was he left was out. He was the only one that Batman felt like it wasn't acting out of control. That, yeah. that shit is... I'm, I'm so... F- this is the sour taste that I'm talking about that was left with me. Because, and this is the sour yeah. taste before I even knew it was a sour taste. And now that I read it, it's even more of a sour taste. I like how... Sh- not shot for shot, but I like that it's like panel for panel, close to the source material, with basically the story and concept and even some of the characters. But the reasoning is lost in the movie. I agree. There's so many reasonings there of why this is going down. That when that last five minutes happened, holy crap was it so rushed and unearned. Yes, definitely. Um, Afraid for her safety, Batman asks Selina
0: to leave Gotham so she doesn't fall victim to Hush, who vowed to murder everyone close to him. He eventually decides to trust her. You don't meet Hush yet in
1: the comic. No. Right now, what we're talking about, this is like...
0: issue 7-8 still. they they run through it. He eventually decides to trust Catwoman and reveals his identity to her and the two become romantic crime-fighting couple.
1: Okay, that in the comic was dope because they had two panels going down one page that's happening at the same time. On one side, Arkham Asylum. On the other side is Arkham Zoo. On one side, it's Harvey Dent being the lawyer to Joker because he knows he's innocent. And on the other side, it's Batman revealing his identity to Catwoman, But what I loved is both panels together had Joker taking off the bandages of Harvey while Batman was taking off his cowl, cowl. to it's a Catwoman. So it shows the juxtaposition of identities and shit yeah. like that. It's so
0: beautifully
1: yeah. drawn. You don't realize how written. much
0: can be conveyed in artwork, but definitely Jim Lee was Holy
1: on it. Holy hell. Issues. And the fact that they actually take their time to have four or five panels of silence so you can get a chance to see... Wait a minute, somebody's shooting. Wait a minute, something's blowing up. Holy crap, what is going on? No talking, I just need to see the illustration. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm so, I just want to thank you for for the opportunity. Because <laughs> as much as I, I watched the movie, I didn't think I was going to read this book for at least, I wanted to get it on my own, but... For the research that I needed, yeah, man. You know I'm going to give you a thank you on I mean, that. I'm
0: surprised you picked it up, but I like I had a sour taste did, in my once mouth. Once you did, you know, you really, you really took to the story. I had a
1: sour taste in my mouth. I needed to wash it down with some wine, you know?
0: This is when I started to feel like things got a little bit wonky in the, in the film. Batman investigates oh, no, the office of Thomas Elliott and discovers one of his patients was someone called Arthur Wine, who saw the operation. Winn. Or Winn, yeah, because in the
1: comics, Riddler's uh, like, I kind of like the name. Win, win, and it's spelled W Y N N E. Win, and then W I N. Yeah. And this is my problem because this was the final panel, basically. Yeah. This is what closed out the story.
0: Um, Arthur Wayne, who's win, who saw an operation for an inoperable tumor. Nightwing and Catwoman investigate a graveyard break-in and are attacked by a Scarecrow. In the comics, Catwoman and Huntress. But heads, due to Hush continuing to manipulate both of them, oh no! I in like Scarecrow
1: this. revealing himself. Well, because he, Batman, this is this is why it doesn't. I'm gonna get so frustrated <laughs> because in I no, this is really probably in my top ten favorite stories of all time now. Yeah, because it the way it ebbed and flowed from its artwork to the actual dialogue that you gave us, people. yeah. So they're people. Yeah. So so when the whole thing happened where Tim Drake didn't know if he can trust Catwoman in the comics and Batman's like, and and Catwoman's like, listen, I need some air. And Batman's like, just take the motorcycle, whatever. And she leaves. Batman's like, and Tim Drake's like, you think it worked? He's like, I think it worked. I'm like, oh, oh, this is awesome. Does he not trust her? No, he didn't trust Huntress he didn't trust huntress right, yeah. and that's why he sent catwoman as after he bait, sent yeah. catwoman as bait after huntress and, and oh my god because i do like that i like the idea of having dick grayson and catwoman have some yeah. bonding time uh-huh. but just the way that it flowed to introduce not only scarecrow but to continue after of who's really on batman's side who betrays him? Because you can't count. Superman as betraying; it was controlled. But at yeah. least three, four people of Batman's closest friends or close friends stabbed him in the back. Yeah, in a sense. And you're trying to wonder why, who, and how. So to just see Catwoman go after uh, after Huntress just for just for no reason. She just saw Huntress driving, and she's like, "Hey, Huntress, God, wait, wait up for me!" And right. But she was already induced by the by Scarecrow's uh, fear toxin as well as already feeling guilty for taking the money to fix her equipment. And Hunter says it to Bruce she's, or says it to Catwoman. She's like, you know, some guy came up to me and he said he was a, he was a concerned citizen. It was in co- quotation marks. He said he was a concerned citizen and he didn't want me getting hurt and he was offering me money to upgrade my, my attire and all that. So with that guiltiness of her finding out, wait, I actually betrayed him by accident and the fear toxin you get why they have the fight this
0: they're just on patrol and there's people there for being people but I wonder because how do you feel about Nightwing and and, and, and Catwoman teaming up
1: because no I do like that I do, do like get
0: that. that in here that we don't get in the comics and in the comics yeah um you know Scarecrow reveals himself to be a pawn and Batman uh intervenes and basically lets them know like this is all bait to, to get all the other minions out um but yeah, I did like them digging each other like that. That straight
1: up, that comic was—I think it was Batman Hush. The grave was, the yeah, because yeah, it yeah. says the grave. Yeah, that issue probably like I think eight this or nine, right here great. in the movie and in the comics is when things start to go different. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, because there is yeah, there's there. Were they fighting in a grave in the movie? There's oh. no reason to unless it was Tommy Elliot's grave. No, I don't even think they were fighting. In, I don't remember if they were
0: fighting in a grave or not. Well, yeah, because uh, Nightwing and Catwoman investigate a graveyard breaking.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 Oh, that was right. That's right. It came in where someone broke into a graveyard, and uh, Nightwing is like, hey, you want to you wanna join me? Yeah, Nightwing's like, yeah. totally
0: down, though. He's totally down.
1: You know what it is? He earned that right to be down. I just <laughs> love that line. I love it so much. Nightwing, like, Dick talks to me with no fear, and through everything we've been to, he earned that. I'm like, damn it. David, David, Bruce, why are you giving me the feels right now?
0: Nightwing is overpowered by the fear toxin, but Catwoman defeats Scarecrow and gets Nightwing to safety. However, she's captured by Hush after Nightwing escapes.
1: Which was um, amazing. Yeah, At of- Arkham
0: Asylum, Batman interrogates Riddler, who reveals that he has been Arthur Wine as well as Hush. Sh- uh, shrug. I yeah, he, d- he that had whole used, thing was a shrug. He had used the Lazarus Pit to cure himself of his brain tumor, and during. His time in the pit... does it really work like that? I thought Lazarus P- Pith brings you back from
1: life. I thought Lazarus Pith uh, brings you back from, from life. or No, no. Uh, well, isn't it basically a fountain of youth? Mm-hmm. You kick. But wouldn't that make your brain you- more youthful? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're going to have an eight-year-old brain, but the tumor's still there. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know. They just yada yada this whole ending. Kind because of Because in that. the comics, when he goes after Scarecrow and all that, the person that gets kidnapped was... Tim Drake yeah but
0: uh, no I get it uh, yeah he finds out that Bruce Wayne is uh, Batman goes crazy formed a plan involving several villains to destroy both his personal life and crime fighting career and Bruce Wayne deduces that Riddler is actually Clayface mimicking his identity. Oh, no, no,
1: he didn't. Don't, don't sugarcoat it for the fans, George. He doesn't deduce it. He just straight up, as a let me guess for a second, and slits Riddler's throat with no issue. Or even Gordon's I like, I thought,
0: yeah, I was like, what is going on? No, here?
1: he, I thought he slit his throat too. Or Gordon's like, what are you doing? And then you see the brown, and I'm like, oh, and Clayface. Face. Yeah. Um, I will have to give uh, Joker a, a shout out for that one because I like it. He's like, are you cheating on me with another villain already? Well, I'm giving you the silent treatment. No, I said I'm not talking to you. I, that, that, it's fun. They have certain characters where I'm like, you're taking me out of the film. But you know what? If it makes me laugh, let it take me out. Uh, Damien Joker oh and we
0: have like this crazy like scar on on Riddler's head it's in the shape of a question mark I
1: hated that so much and who he's like stapled weird, it He did the staples he's like a weird edgy
0: he doesn't even rock in the green I don't think anymore we, uh, a for, for
1: a moment let's, let's let's play devil's advocate for a moment and say the Lazarus pit does cure cancer and his brain tumor did go away right so why does he have a surgery scar as if they went into his actual brain to remove the cancer
0: or did he That's just staple? Question. Or did he
1: just staple a question <laughs> mark Tommy on his head? Elliott, didn't Tommy Elliott... That's the of the oh, but, if,
0: but if Tommy Elliott fixed it, then he wouldn't need the Lazarus Pit, right?
1: Yeah, Tom. I don't. The thing was the the Lazarus Pit was used as a as a ploy. It wasn't actually used. Yeah, I so
0: said the Lazarus Pit was what. Well, uh, no, 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 no. In the and,
1: in the movie, it was them. used, but I don't remember in the book if it was. Used for an actual purpose, or if it was used just like to throw Batman device. off the trail and think yeah. it was Ra's al Ghul—that's the mystery about it. And and the way I interpret it as is, since Tommy Elliott is hush, he didn't use the Lazarus Pit for just no for like just to bring someone back. He legit used the Lazarus Pit as a, as a pawn because the whole book has been giving you this ink these little subtle details that Tommy Elliott, no matter what is always going to be one step ahead of Bruce because he thinks like Bruce. Yeah. What would Bruce do in this situation? What would Bruce but do But you got next? none of that here. None of it. And Riddler's just being Riddler, kind of. That whole... I don't even... I'm, there is no hush. <sighs> there is no
0: person getting at Batman. There is no person... Personally hush wasn't even the Bruce. name.
1: Why are you going to call it Batman Hush? if The reason why he was called Hush... The secret. secret. <laughs> yes.
0: Between Riddler and Tommy, who are working together... The Where he tells Batman.
1: him, Hush now. Hush. Uh, hush. I like that. Yeah. Oh, keep it hush-hush. Keep it all hush-hush. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, my skin is crawling is because funny. I love this comic book too much to just accept the way they bastardized this ending.
0: We'll talk about endings. Uh, after defeating Clayface, Batman finds Riddler's location and two engage in a final confrontation. Riddler is nearly killed but is saved by Batman with his grapnel. However, Catwoman cuts the line and allows Riddler to fall to his death. In the aftermath... Oh, yo,
1: they curse a lot in this movie. They say shit, like, a lot. They say asshole. She's literally like, ah, screw this shit, and cuts his line. She literally says screw this shit. She says screw this shit. I was
0: like, what am I watching right now?
1: Yeah, you're you're, you're watching a Warner Brothers animation studio that decides to have 18-year-old Batgirl have sex with a 40-year-old Batman! Yeah, that that happens. And then they want to interpret Killing Joke and not even... Paralyzed Barbara I'm getting so upset is, Why, are you me? Why are you doing this you to me Why are you doing this to me You need to feel my pain broski That's what it
0: is uh, But yeah So in the aftermath Batman and Catwoman Decided to go their separate ways Because Batman's like Are you serious You really killed him and she's like What else would I do Like he's a bad guy That's what you do with bad guys And she, he's like Well I don't do that to bad guys And she's like Well then
1: screw you That's I'm when she's evil. like You're crazy yeah, you're real. You're really crazy. Yeah, you 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 are insane. You are compulsive. And I'm like, wow. Are you really? You guys really <laughs> are going to be that disrespectful that you're going to throw her wor- his words back in his face? Yeah. He said that as a. This is what pisses me off when he called her compulsive and all that and that whole dialogue of them in her house after the whole face reveal. He says it as a term of endearment. He doesn't say it to insult her. He says it where he, where he doesn't truly understand her, but he understands her. Yeah. Here. She's literally spitting in his face and saying, you have a compulsion to not kill. Well, there's a point, there's a reason, and she doesn't do this in the comics where she's tired of this, you don't kill crap. You don't get it? Like, I mean, 80 years, in 80 years, if you don't understand why Batman can't kill, then stop reading Batman. It's not because he has some, he's, he's morally better than everybody else. It's because taking a life that is not yours to take is crossing the line between justice and revenge. Yeah, you can't be judge, jury, and executioner. You could be judge. Maybe you could be the jury. But you can't be all of them. And Gordon tells him that in the alleyway while he's decimating Joker in his bare hands. Where he literally, and I like it, yeah, it was in the movie, but I like it better in the comics. Because after Gordon tells him, no, what was it? Bruce was like, how many people's lives were ruined? because I let him live. And Gordon literally says, "I don't care. I won't let him ruin your life." Isn't that crazy? And then what's the next panel? Batman looks at his hands, turns them over, and he sees that his hands are crimson red, covered in blood, yeah, man. And he feels guilty. He feels bad. Because there is a certain line you don't cross. Why is it in 8 and 90 years no one cares that that Superman doesn't kill. Yeah. But it's always, "Oh, Why did Batman let him go? Batman's
0: supposed to get the job done, all that stuff, right?
1: But why is the fault, why is the blame on Batman? You don't think Lex Luthor has done just as much bad stuff? Okay, yeah, maybe his arch enemy isn't Joker. But you're trying to tell me that Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor isn't some sort of bad guy enough to, where Superman's like, listen, I'm going to have to put this guy out of his misery? Right, right. And let's even throw Lex Luthor out of, and, and take somebody else like Brainiac. Or Zod, yeah, I understand why people hated that—that that Superman killed Zod in, in *Man of Steel*. But what if Batman killed Joker in, in *Dark Knight*? Everybody would be jumping for joy, like, "Yes, finally, he did what he should have done." Why? Why is it that he has to do it? You guys don't understand that you can't—you can't that's not saying kill- there's
0: levels of pathos here. There's levels of—oh of men- of god, of guys, guys, you have to understand,
1: comics are great. Comics yeah, are just telling, great guys. You, we did this because you. comics are great,
0: honestly. Um yeah, they decided to go their separate ways cuz they don't agree on Batman at the oh, code. that ending was so dude. Both of them acknowledge <sighs> that while their relationship cannot happen presently, it may someday. In the comics, the Cat and Bat broke up uh when Batman decided he couldn't trust her, and then she goes out of her way to be like, "Hush." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yo, that
1: was great in yeah. the comics." That's she goes hush. He goes like, Where he goes what? to talk to her and he's like, Hush. Yeah, she says hush, and he like grabs her wrist. She's like, "Bruce, you're hurting me. Listen, and man. He's like, like,
0: nah, B. You don't realize what we just went through today, I right? Because in the comics, he had literally just fought Jason Todd, his old uh uh protege, back from the dead, and we'll get hmm. to that in a bit. But he,
1: I lo- I love that because she went to go rescue Bruce, and and Tim's like, listen, I I get that. I get you love him. But this is something you have to do alone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And wh- who's going to be there to stop Bruce when he finds out it's not really Jason? Or if he f- rig- figures out it's not really Jason. Yeah. You're right. And I'm like, actually, he- she's not wrong on that. No. Because she re- he really was about to destroy Clayface with no problem. Yeah. Where Clayface had to say, listen, I'm being controlled and all that.
0: And not only that, you don't want any moment of weakness to happen and Clayface kills him. Like, he's like, I won't hit Jason. The next thing you
1: know... Uh, okay, hold on. He gets gone. What is amazing about that scene, and what is amazing about the world's greatest detective, he knew it wasn't Jason. He's like, why is he older? No, it, no, no. It wasn't also that. What what I found out that he realized that it wasn't Jason, when he went to go chase after him, and is like, his moves, they're different. They're not the same. And then he's like, he's not calling me Bruce. He never once referred to himself as Jason. And then he figures it out. He could yeah, they used... Why they used, he older?
0: All that stuff. They yeah.
1: used... They didn't know what Jason would look and sound like. So the closest thing that they had to emulate was Nightwing. Yeah. So they used night, the closest thing to Nightwing's voice, look, and all of Nightwing's moves. And they also gave that, him some grays. They gave him. Uh, some grays. So it was Nightwing's Oh, it's, one,
0: it's one gray wisp, Oh, yeah, yeah, like
1: one streak. One gray wisp of hair. The Nightwing moves is where Bruce Wayne figured out. That's not Jason Todd. Yeah, he's moving too much like Dick. Yeah. He's moving too much like Dick. And he tells Tim that. He's like, how did you know it wasn't Jason? He's like, w- everybody has their own distinct moves. Yeah. There was no way that, he was mo- that, that Jason Todd, who is all sapping and rage, was going to be doing the aerobatics that, that Dick does. No, you're right. And that's why he th- that the inklings of showing him to be the world's greatest detective, the inklings of showing his past as an assassin, the inklings of showing his human side... The way he God forbid. <laughs> God forbid if we ever show Batman's human side. Yep. God, I can understand why Hush made a Times a New York Times bestseller. Like, holy hell. So you put the book over the film? Hundred percent. Okay. That's not even a question at this How'd point. how do you feel about the voice actors?
0: Jason Mara is Batman, Jennifer Morrison, I, is Selena Cayo. If this if 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 Peyton
1: List is who I know Peyton List is. I'm gonna crack up because I th- by that name, I'm thinking that's the, the blonde girl that she was a Disney Channel star, if I'm thinking it correctly. You
0: also have um,
1: Wayne Wilson Rebecca
0: as Lois, that's awesome, and Jerry O'Connell as Superman. They're really married.
1: Oh my god, Peyton List plays so Batgirl cool. and Poison Ivy. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, um, but like, like you said, you do like the book more, and I think it becomes because there's so much loss in translation. I think one of the biggest things lost in translation is Jim Lee's artwork, which does so much heavy lifting alongside everything that's being written. That
1: artwork speaks for itself. Man. Yep. I'm right. I knew it. Oh, my God. The Disney Channel star? Disney Channel star. Um, good, uh, not, uh, not, oh, is it Jessie? There was this old. She is Jessie? No, no. She's, she's one of those girls. Right, there was this old Disney Channel movie, uh, uh, TV sure. show where this girl came from, like, Texas or another state. To be like a hot, to be a broad, right? to be a Broadway star in like New York or something. Yeah. So she to get a job, she is a babysitter or like a caretaker for this rich family. Yeah. And rest in peace. One of the kids from that show was Cameron Royce, yes, uh, right. uh, Cameron yeah. Or Cameron Bryce or whatever. Yes. That passed away. On mm-hmm. one of the other kids of that family that played his little uh, that played his older sister was Peyton List, who was in Jesse. Oh my God. Are you, how old are you now that you're, oh, I'm so just dumbfounded that sh- 98, okay, that's five years. how that
0: works, right?
1: The, I swear, dude, I feel like even though we get older, everyone stays young, but no, the older I get, the older Disney Channel stars get, where now you have literally the- That's the, how that works. That's how yeah, time that, works. That, that's, time, <laughs> that's how time works. I'm so surprised how time actually works. That's
0: how that time works. Um- I feel like like we were talked about it to ad nauseam, but we really lose that inner monologue. We really lose that inner dialogue. Oh, Vanessa mentality. Williams yeah. was Amanda Waller.
1: Congratulations, Vanessa Williams. Oh, she's great. Yeah, man, she doesn't get she doesn't get enough acting roles. I feel like she she's always just that uh, girlfriend number five in a Tyler Perry movie. You know, it's so yeah. sad because I've seen her in real works. How do you feel
0: um, the Bruce Wayne's need for love is portrayed in this film versus the book?
1: It's if you read the book first... I feel like Alfred
0: is the one who says it, right? Like, this boy never got the love that he needs or something like
1: that. Yeah, no, no. It, it really was, was you don't get Bruce Wayne's side of does he need love? Do I want love? Am I really... Lo-? No, you don't get Bruce Wayne's inner monologue. You just get Dick and Alfred and Batgirl and Damien. Everyone speaking on behalf of him. Yeah, everyone speaking on the behalf of him. And in the book, you're every other panel that he... Every time he's with Catwoman, and they're doing something. He literally says, "Can I trust her? I could yeah. trust her. I want to be with her, but I don't want to be with her. She's." There's a lot but... of that going back and forth in his head. Yeah, you're right, dude. And it's so great where he even says that if anything was, you know, if anything was to happen to her, no, I'm not even going to think about that. I yeah. can't think about that. That is, that is brilliant. Where he knows, he knows without a shadow of a doubt, he might be in the wrong. The yeah. risks, <laughs> the risks come with being with me, yeah. but. I know the risks, and I don't want to think... He, he's like, I don't want to think about that. I want to think
0: about the happy moments with this She's moment. literally right here. Am I going to sit here and think about all the horribleness or think about how we're, gonna, how we're going to beat all that horribleness my, together? My
1: most hated scene of the movie was when they were talking about going on vacation. Oh, yeah. Where she drops, like, the uh, uh, skydiving or rock climbing in front of him, and he looks at her with, like, this stoic face. I'm like, girl, are you really trying to throw... A vacation time at Batman. Yeah. Are you guys... Got- Justin Copeland, what are you doing here? That's funny stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: it was directed by Justin Copeland. I probably should have said that off the top. Um, I don't feel like the movie portrayed the idea that somebody knows both Bruce and Batman intimately
1: well. No, no. They just ex-machina the fact that once uh, Riddler went into the Lazarus Pit, he woke up and he knew everything. Yeah.
0: In the book... He, te- uh, we'll get no, he does, no, he no. Do- he do- he does it in the book. No, it it is. Yeah, no. We'll get we 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 into that in a bit. Um, how do you feel about the Rogues? Bane, Ivory, Joker, Harley, Riddler, uh, and how do you feel about the Bat uh, Family? Damian, uh, Nightwing, and Batgirl.
1: Okay, I have to um, I have to kick myself in the ass on this one uh-huh. because when I originally watched the movie, I'm like, yo, goddamn, what is this? Batman's greatest hits. Like, yo, like can't you just stick with one bad guy? And then when you give us the bad guy, it's at the last five minutes of a, of a weird-ass twisty reveal? Yeah, what huh? is this? And then I read Hush, and I had to kick myself in the ass. Where I was like, oh, oh, no. No, this really is every comic, every panel every, is a new. I knew yeah, I so knew. I, I do like it in both the comic book and the movie. And I do like the Bat Family in the movie more. Because I feel like they dedicated more screen time to, since you can't do inner monologues, I felt like they dedicated more screen time to the Bat family to be Batman's inner monologue. In yeah. a sense.
0: Who's your favorite member of the Bat family? Oh, Damien all day. In, in each medium, but Damien wasn't in the comments. Oh, okay. Each,
1: each medium, each medium. All right. Well, all right. Um, when it comes down to Robbins, my favorite Robin of all time, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. He's my first Robin I ever saw in the 1990s uh, animated Batman. That's the Robin that they used because Nightwing was already established. But what I love about Tim Drake is he doesn't have the fighting style acrobatics of Dick. And he doesn't have that sapping and rage of Jason. But Bruce literally says in a monologue in uh, Hush, he is going to be a better detective than me. And that's what I love about both Dick and uh Tim is that in a sense Drake Tim Drake not Tim Drake uh yeah no Tim Drake is going to be the better detective and Dick Grayson is going to be the better overall acrobatic fighter even if Batman has more forms of martial arts under his belt but just the way that he was explaining how Drake wanted to be Robin he he didn't want to be Robin for the glory he didn't want to be Robin because he wanted uh, the suit he wanted to be Robin because he felt Batman needs Robin
0: yeah he that's, needs that's that exactly. balance he's, he's one of the Robins that found out Bruce Wayne was Batman without any kind of like
1: like he just figured it out and he said that he said yeah. it in the he said it in the it like he actually found out that Batman and Bruce Wayne were one and the same before I could even tell him right one day he's gonna be one day he's gonna be a great detective one day he's gonna be better than me yeah there's, there's there is a whole there's panel. comic
0: continuity where he refers to him like, it would be like Nightwing, the first Robin, Tim Drake, the second greatest detective in the world. Because you know Batman's the first greatest detective in the world. Yeah. But he honestly, like Dick, but, but, Dick's d- d- deduction, oh sorry, uh, not Dick, um, Tim's deduction has him up there in the ranks
1: of, of detectives. But what I, th- like again, I, I, I just said it, but what, it, it was when I read it in the comics that I just fell in love. What I love about Tim Drake and why he's personally my favorite Robin is because he feels Batman needs a Robin to keep him grounded and balanced. Yeah. Not not that he wants to be Robin just to say I'm Robin. He wanted to give his life, dedicate his entire life at like 10 years old. Because he feels Batman without a Robin is not Batman. He understands. Holy, he understands that. That mythos, that that everything, holy
0: the utility shit. of that character. No, that makes a lot of sense. But
1: when they when DC introduced Damon Wayne, That's my man. and I read Damon Wayne, and I watched Damon Wayne, holy hell! Damien
0: is just a whole other character, man. Damian
1: doesn't even need to be Robin. like Batman's Robin. Damien could just be a character named Robin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like you don't, like you don't even need need him to be with Batman but the fact oh you know you know it's just it's so orgasmic about <laughs> Damian Wayne what then he, he is, talks back to Batman he's every she's Robin Batman. in one Yeah, and he's, not, and he's Bruce and he's, there's no little, he's literally a clone of Bruce in a sense little, yeah he's little Bruce what was it it was artificial insemination right yeah. she
0: took his uh, he, she's little Bruce um so he fights back like Bruce does and he's stubborn like Bruce
1: is and all that stuff but, but yeah. He's act. He's he's fighting. He has the fighting style and the aerodynamics of Dick Grayson. He has the rage and the pent up mobility of Jason Todd. He has the the deduction skills, the smartness, and the stoicness of Tim Drake. He's every single Robin yeah. in one, while
0: actually having the blood of Bruce Wayne through his veins and
1: being his and the own. The blood of Ra's
0: go through his veins.
1: Yeah, he has the blood. <laughs> uh, he he has the the, the the blood of the head.
0: Oh my God. Did you have to put it
1: that way? I had to put it that way. I couldn't. I would've I would have kicked myself in the all ass. All the blood all, rushes to the head. I get it. All get it. the blood just rushes to the head. I would have kicked myself in the ass if I didn't make that kind nice. of joke. But he has he has the Al Ghul blood, the Wayne blood, and every characteristic of each Robin. That's why I think he is the best Robin. I feel like... but Tim Drake. Everyone man. got their favorites. Be- no,
0: my. F- I, li- I like them all. and I like them all for different reasons. I like. No, Night I do like them all for different reasons. The OG. But yeah, and- if we're gonna
1: talk yeah. favorite Robins, even out of all mediums—comics, movies, TV—all mediums, Tim Drake's my Robin. Because the problem, I, th- it's not I the, respect the, that. The thing is, is Tim Drake was my first Robin. I respect. I didn't him. know Robin was Dick Grayson until I watched Batman Forever, because the, when, when I he was thirty. When he's yeah, 30. When, <laughs> when I first ever watched Batman the animated series from the WB cartoons tim drake was the robin yeah that's that's why he's my robin that's all i know to be robin i always knew him as nightwing but other than that yeah man yo this this is a star-studded cast i'm not even in the front i'm just like reading this cast list i can't believe it man you got rain wilson as lex Luthor. oh no it's crazy um but we gotta talk about that twist i don't even want to talk. no about two-face it.
0: and riddler is hush so tommy elliott uh, we was find killed out- for no goddamn reason! We find out in the book that Tommy Elliot is discovered to be the Trigger Man, and the face behind the bandages of the Mastermind is later implied okay, that Okay, I,
1: I, I have to say I am mad at his reasoning. That was not a good enough reason. That if was I'm really not mistaken,
0: and in- I have it here, but if I'm not mistaken, if I can uh, remember it from memory, is that he wanted his parents killed, yep. too?
1: Yep, The thing was... He, he cut the brakes on his, yep. on his,
0: on his he, car he he
1: He made sure that he... He his was parents. jealous of Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne had dead parents. Yes, yes, that was and it. So he that was it, to and he didn't want to wait parents. forever for his inheritance. So he
0: wanted to kill his own parents, but they didn't die because Thomas saved the mother.
1: Or no, like. uh, what happened? Was, Thomas um, saved
0: someone, right? Yeah, uh, uh, uh,
1: the family was going out on like a drive or whatever, and usually the chauffeur drives them. Yeah. But from the chauffeur's point of view of talking to Alfred in the flashback, the chauffeur like, "I, I should have went with them. I should have went with them, but he- uh, but Mister Elliot." He, he just wanted to drive with the missus and his kid. He he didn't want me to drive them. What could I have yeah. done? And Alfred's like, listen, even if you were in the car, what could you have done? It's raining and it's wet. Then, yeah, you find out Thomas Elliot convinced his father to take him and his mother on a drive for no reason. He cut the brakes during a rainy night. And then that's some sadistic shit. But it, says,
0: th- it says Elliot held a grudge against the Wayne family since Batman's da- father, Dr. Thomas Wayne, saved his mother. I that was the problem. The he saved his, his mother. mother.
1: Um he's like, I'm not mad at your dad for... for yeah, was it? He's like, I'm not mad at your dad for And Bruce for has promised my, my dad. that his
0: father could save his mother. That's so, what like, he... It's very weird because he well, really When he was beating it.
1: him up, he's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you because you promised me that your dad was going to save my dad. I'm mad at you because your dad saved my mom. I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Because yeah. it turns wait, out... what?
0: We find out that Elliot has sabotaged his parents' vehicle in order to gain their inheritance and considered Bruce Wayne's father as the one who didn't allow that to be completed. So in the ensuing confrontation... Elliot is shot by the reborn Harvey Dent and plummets into the water with Batman never having a chance to unmask him. It's only assumed that it's Tommy Elliot and his body is never uh, able to I'm gonna have cover. to read
1: that hush uh, secret hush or hush something oh There's hard to a, hush hard yeah that so that in it. an
0: epilogue to his face of Elliot Batman discovers that the true mastermind behind the conspiracy is Riddler he used the Lazarus pit to cure himself of terminal disease just like in the movie and during his time in the pit deduced Batman's identity as Bruce Wayne
1: yeah he just goes into the pit and then two seconds later he wakes up and he's like wait a minute Batman's Bruce how the Oh, I don't even want to. you. Yeah, you but the best the, part is that um, you do the talking. The best part is that
0: the Riddler tells him that he and Elliot refer to the plot as the hush plot, and he also reveals that he knows Batman is Wayne. How does Batman stop him from telling him uh, telling his uh, secret identity? Batman tells him that a riddle which everyone knows the answer to would be worthless, and that's enough for a Riddler to not tell everybody. But it that makes the magnet, sense. The businessman who's. In charge of everything is Batman, which I feel like you can lift your one rule for that. Oh but god, if you guys it were is what
1: it is. seeing me right now, I'm like actively pressing In my addition, temples.
0: In addition, Batman warns that if Riddler reveals his secrets, this, is my, this I thought this was better. If Riddler reveals his secrets, it's, it exposes Riddler as the culprit who uses Ra's Ra Lazarus' pit, and then the League of Assassins is going to show up. That's a good threat. Yeah. Anytime you invoke
1: the League of Assassins as a threat, good threat. Yeah, but that he did that threat in tenfolds in the comic. He's like, listen, you used all these people. You really think they like being used? You don't think that they're gonna come after you and and come and, and stop you? And he's like, I don't fear any of them and all that. Like, so let's talk a little bit about my boy Jason Todd because he's absolutely
0: missing from this film, but he's a big part of the comic, right? So well, they
1: basically did the like the same thing where it was like a the, who you think. It is, well, is not supposedly, really, it's actually Clayface. I couldn't
0: find actual factual proof, anyone in interviews or anything. But what I hear was going to happen was that Jason was always intended to be the villain. Was this, this
1: before Red Hood in the comic yes, storyline? Yes,
0: yes, yes, Um So Jason wow. was always intended to be the
1: villain. So in 2003, people, when there's not even a, an inkling that Jason returned, like, okay, from yes. 86 this to 2003, internet, Jason yes. is all is already dead. He, yes. There is no bringing back in Red Hood, right. Jason's dead. Yes. Wow, actually, wow, and so this was, really was supposed to
0: be this bringing be Jason, him back, dude. I mean, yeah, I don't even know, the but f- I do. Like under the hood, that's its own little story. No, but no, guess who un- wrote Under the Hood? Jeff Loeb. Loeb. Yep. So, so I feel wow. like he still got to use the stories that he wanted. I feel wanted like he didn't
1: get to use what he wanted to. And under the Red Hood, it is but his way is, of doing hush. You have again. that
0: specific moment in Under the Red Hood where he goes and uh, does Batman grapples. And the batarang comes in, or or, or no, no, a no. knife. No, no, yeah, he, uh, he
1: he had a knife. I, like he knew Batman was gonna shoot the cable around his leg. So but once... that was this. No, he he was he was already swinging on what the grappling hook and the batarang. That
0: intimate knowledge. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That That's is it. where you first think it's Jason because all the way back in issue one, when his grappling hook got cut and he falls to his uh, to seemingly his death. Yeah, it's it's a batarang that cuts the knife. And also because I didn't want to spoil it, this is where Bruce thought it was originally Jason too. When his tire gets shot out while he's chasing after Killer Croc. There's petroleum jelly in those (laughs) tires. Yeah, he's like, yo, there's petroleum jelly in these tires. There's no way they would have. But the thing was. Jason would never uh, waste Vaseline. (laughs) It's the same exact tire that Jason stole when he found Jason in Crime Uh, Alley. I love
0: Listen, I've done a deep dive. of all me that's things not Jason.
1: beautiful. I though. read
0: all kinds of things,
1: Jason. And the thing is, was that your favorite Robin or just favorite? Like, in uh, like,
0: so my favorite Robin is Damien. but I have a soft spot for. Um, well, there's always Red a, hood.
1: a for me. I always feel like people should have a favorite and a best. Last year, I cosplayed as Red Hood.
0: I'm so in the bag for Jason Todd. I've read every. There's a there's a, a, a list of issues called uh, Red Hood Lost Days, and it takes place from Hush to Under the Red Hood.
1: So was Jason alive? In you find
0: out that he was in that thing there. He was in that yeah, scuffle that's, I think
1: that was Yogi was trying, to, was trying to tell me that it was originally it was Jason Todd. Well, that's Todd. the thing.
0: Like, the, the writers of this wanted Hush to be Jason Todd, but then ended up kind of backtracking and making it Tommy whole But then, it was supposed to be Jason not Todd and you make it Tommy Elliott, but then the movie makes it Riddler? Like, that's, a, that's too far from everything.
1: Yeah. But they, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: you know, eventually, um, the plot revolving Jason Todd was later retconned in Under the Red Hood, where it's revealed that Batman was actually fighting the real Jason Todd in the graveyard, who later switched places with Kayface. So the Hush storyline was followed up in Paul Dini, which Batman animated series, and the, the, uh, Dustin Nugent's storyline, Heart of Hush, where Hush returns to get revenge on Batman through
1: Catwoman and surgically changes his appearance to match Bruce Wayne. That, that's the one I read. Damn it. Yeah. I, I remember that where the guy take with the guy it reveals he looks like Bruce Wayne. In
0: Rocksteady in the Rocksteady game, you go and
1: somebody is in your
0: in your office yes. acting like you, and you find out that it's Hush. Because oh my god, that's, that's I think that's
1: Arkham Origins. Everything's connected, ain't it, Dan?
0: Everything in your head
1: now is finally it's making in. yeah, it's really making sense now because <laughs> I so knew locking, that when locking, when Hush him. when the Hush movie was announced at Comic Con, I'm like wait, I read uh, I read uh, at least one or two issues of a Batman Hush, and then while reading this, I'm like wait, but I know. Who Hush is? I, I, this isn't what I read. Now I remember what I read. That's I read it where he, changed, where he surgically changed his face to Bruce Wayne, which was in... Heart yeah. of Hush. Heart of Hush, yeah. Heart of Hush, okay. Um, so,
0: yeah. But th- no, that's but the thing. Even, like, there's so much to Elliot being Hush. There's a lot to Elliot being Hush. Why you would make him Riddler just makes literally no
1: sense to me, except I for can, the I I, I, I I can extend the knowledge branch for a second to read to why in the movie... They made it Riddler. Because Riddler in the comic was the second hand man with Tommy Elliott. Yeah, Tommy Elliott was either funding everything or surgically helping people to show them, hey, I can be trusted or going to people to get it. But Riddler was, in a sense, doing all the plans. He was doing all the planning. Because at the uh issue twelve, when Batman sits down with them to explain to finally get everything off on the table, because in the movie, you see it, he goes through Tom Tommy Elliott's uh, computer, yeah. and Arthur w- Wynn is in his log. Okay. So yeah, that's when he figures out Arthur Wynn is the inventor of the... Oh, my God. It's going to piss me off because in the comics, he uses Arthur Wynn as a surname because it's the inventor of the crossword puzzle. But in the goddamn movie, there's y- nothing. No, it. It, they do. Oh, they say the crossword They say thing? that it was the inventor of the crossword puzzle. But Riddler says that Arthur Wynn is an anagram for the for the warehouse he, he was in at the end where it was like... Boo. It was like <laughs> Art Boo. Triard or some... Boo. Oh, my God. Boo. how I know, just boo, just But let me boo. talk to you about why things really
0: got mixed up. They got mixed up because of the AMU's continuity. Let me talk to you about these movies. So, Justice League War came out in uh, 2014, right? That was uh, the yeah. first movie in the DC AMU. That was
1: their first continuity. This is the
0: one where Batman meets everybody for the first time. The Justice League gets formed for the first time to
1: fight Darkseid. Shazam oh, yeah. is on the team. Yeah, yeah, that's where he All has like oh, he had that whole scene with Green Lantern and everything. It was 5 years ago.
0: Yes. And that was based on Justice League Origins, which took place in two thousand
1: eleven. The issue so which is, one was a uh, Crisis on Two Earths. Was that part of the that's not that's part of the. In. That's it's not in. So I actually like that one. Here's
0: the issue. Justice League Origin is the first literally first six, seven issues of the Justice League comic in the New Fifty Two.
1: Ah. Uh, so 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 you get that super Mentalize the...
0: Mentalize that. So the first DCAMU movie is the first Justice League movie in New Fifty Two. Right? Boom. We got uh, War. The second one, Son of Batman, is based on a comic that took place in 2006, five years prior to the New 52. Right? So now you're going backwards to introduce Damien. But then you got Throne of Atlantis, which is based on Throne of Atlantis, which came out in 2012. So now you're going forward again. And then you got Court of Owls, which comes out in 2011, back to 2011, to New 52. Then you go back out to Batman Bad Blood, which is based on work by Grant Morrison in 2011. Back to Judy's contract in 1984. Forward to Death of Superman in 1993. Back to Hellblazer in 2005 with Constantine. Forward to, uh, oh, back again further to Reign of Superman in 1993. And now Batman Hush.
1: Are you trying to seriously tell me? They're literally
0: cherry-picking their history and trying to put them in the same timeline. Their their
1: compl- their time their continuity timeline goes Justice League War, Son of Batman, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, Batman vs. Robin, Batman, Bad Blood, Justice League vs. Teen Titans, Justice yep. League Dark, mm-hmm. Teen Titans, Judas Contra, oh my god, Suicide Squad, hell, the pay, death, you know, I don't even want to read are, That's just, the I'm continuity. Just, this is becoming and jarring. So this when is you just start jarring.
0: picking things and putting, putting, I like this story, I like this story. Well, we'll just, make it so it fits our continuity I think you screw it I think you really screw it up honestly Lord and uh have mercy. That you actually see the proof there lot of mercy but I got some feedback so this is what sci-fi.com said about the Hush comic Hush added never before seen layers to Batman 100% and already it, agreeing <laughs> Enigmatic new foe, as well as the return of one of Bruce Wayne's oldest friends. Additionally, this was the story that brought Batman and Catwoman back together as a couple for the first time in years. It also touched upon all of Batman's major wait, so allies. Does this predate that
1: like famous panel of like Batman and uh, Catwoman like making out in like the Batcave where they have like that gray wall behind yeah. them, or is that just if a I'm fan not, art? If I'm
0: not mistaken, it is that. It is it, that's like from. Oh, wait,
1: there. No. yeah, that I'm looking um, at it now in my and head. And
0: the, the next big panel of them kissing is in the Tom King run
1: with the. So they never was an item before. It was just always her flirting with him she and eluding. She chases and I come and all that stuff there. They've you want you kind of Oh, you're talking phrases. about me about wording it like that. She chases I come. You're That's talking a, about my um, wording? <laughs> oh, phrasing. Uh, phrasing. You um, want ants? That's how we get ants. But I got some feedback on
0: Facebook from some of the clickers. So <gasps> No I, way. We yeah. got actual feedback. Yeah, Asim El He says Shout out to As- Asim al Hassan says the movie was good. Batman is getting outplayed. Amazing fight scenes and dialogue, but in my opinion, they focused too much on Selena Kyle. The final plot twist was kind of shocking since they didn't follow the comic origin of Hush. I do think it was shocking. Selena Kyle, I think, has to be in the story, though, honestly. I think. Oh my
1: god, I yeah, know. Yeah, I what think he's Selena
0: seen. Kyle actually has to be in the story, so. Um, I don't think, I don't know if Batman's getting outplayed. I think he might be getting overplayed though. I think we need to put Batman on ice and start looking at some of the other characters in this.
1: Well, I mean, until you get him right. No. Until you get him right,
0: you're not allowed to play with the
1: toys. 100%. And we're going to, yo, I'm not even a fan of his, 100%. But we're going to do the same thing to Superman. It's getting getting to that point, man. Ice, put him on ice. It's getting to that point where it's like, yo, I gave you these toys to play with it properly. Now, who am I to tell you how to play with toys? But you're breaking the goddamn toys. Exactly,
0: that's all I'm saying. So, uh, Josian, how would you say that? Josian? 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 Paula yeah. Borges, thank you so much for your feedback. If you're seeking a movie that is 100% accurate to the comics, this is not for you. <laughs> but if you're seeking a fun movie, go for it. My case is the last one, and even so, my only complaint is that the quality of the animation got a little behind compared to the other Batman animated movies
1: of the last years. But it's still nice. God, I that's actually, this is actually, that's probably the best review I've heard so far. I yeah. agree, it's true. I 100% agree with them.
0: And then Aaron Bonhomme, am I saying that Bohemian. Right? Aaron Bohemian. Bohemian,
1: yep, Bohemian, I uh, know him. Hey, Aaron, hey, my man, I know. Yes. I actually know this
0: guy. I know the Bites. So another, he says another great Batman movie worth watching. Uh, the only part that caught me off guard was the Hush identity, and it's true. And it's everybody one
1: of, that's read this comic knows that this twist is a, is a punch to the balls, yes. a punch and to, when to you, the balls. And when you think about it,
0: actually being the blue ball, balls of them not doing Jason, it's actually more interesting because it's like, wow, you really could have pulled the trigger here, but you didn't, and then you just. Choose to pull the trigger not too long after that <laughs> to be like Jason's back. Um, I I it's also one of GT's favorite Batman stories.
1: is Hush. shout out to GT,
0: shout out to Yogi. Shout He's out to Yogi. to be part of part uh, of uh, of the uh, Miracle Man panel. He's doing his first week of work this week. Hey! Moved out to
1: Texas. My God, yo, the clickers are just moving. We're making a lot. we're making big moves. We're making lady. big and moves, that's what it's baby. all about. But yeah, this but no, is one of GT's favorite Batman. Stories. I have to agree with GT on this. This is. I, I uh, From everything that I'm remembering in my head of reading about Batman, I feel like this was the story that grounded me in his thought process the most. Yeah, we get those monologues that show what Batman's thinking, but liter- he literally revealed his identity to a, to a seemingly a bad guy. Anybody that's never read a, any layman, you bring Hush to a layman and they see Catwoman from what they know from the movies, you're like, wait, Catwoman's a bad guy. So to, to just show him that he reveals his true identity to Catwoman, I, I throw that in my top three, top fives. The man. main criticism,
0: and I don't, I don't have it, but what is this podcast if not to serve all the opinions? Of course. Um, the main criticism people have is that they feel that because Jeff Loeb used the myriad of interesting characters in the rogues gallery, he kind of was used it as a crutch.
1: He used I, Batman's I with uh, that history
0: one. and uh, and Rose Gallery as a crutch. I don't think that's the case, no, but I can no. see,
1: I guess, why you would think that. No, I, I, I understand because it's like, you know what it is? It's, if you're trying to read a, a, a comic book and you know the character and you know his villains, usually you expect to read one villain per story. Yeah. So to just every issue have three, two to three bad guys, it gets a little jarring in a sense. But I feel like, that is what batman does it's if he's not stopping actual crimes and murders and carjackings then he's facing the same 20 people that he's going to face every time yeah i mean unless we create new villains like Which hush did what yeah, hush yeah. did Tommy with elliot, yeah. with, Tom, with thomas elliot unless we create new villains you're always going to see the same villains I, I I would I do agree, with this is kind of like a Batman's greatest hits by bringing all of his like seemingly known bad guys, but the way the inner clocks work of why the way that
0: everyone takes a knee to Tommy, which is the new introduction, I think is 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 a and good, each is bad idea. guy
1: was chosen for a reason. Yeah. Ivy wants money to get a better uh, stuff for her plants. Uh, Killer Croc wants a cure for his look. I know? also
0: like that. Bruce had so much of a background with each character that he understood. It's been, I've been finding this guy for 10 years. He would never do this. He would never do that. That
1: is what makes it beautiful and why I can't agree that, this is, that, that he used these villains as a crutch. No, he didn't use these villains as a crutch at all. Like, like man, he said Joker was innocent. Yeah,
0: he when, he it, when in, in
1: your it. life did you ever think that you were going to see a panel where Batman says, it wasn't Joker. He's innocent. Who's
0: Joker in this? It's, a uh,
1: Voiced? Uh... You, blah, 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 blah. Jason Sp- Spisak, 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 Jason uh, Spisak, that sounds more, makes like yeah he sounds pretty
0: good, I just, like I said, they failed on the animation of that character because there was some crazy facial expressions that he should have been making, but you know who didn't fail? All you guys who've listened to all this part so far? All you guys who have liked and subscribed, all you guys who have rated and commented, all you guys that have followed ComboClick everywhere that it goes, you guys haven't failed because as long as you guys are there and waving the flag for us, we will always call to answer. This is our 87th week in a row without missing uh, a Wednesday release, and we have made sure that we've done this for you. Um, we all have regular lives, and we all have- Well,
1: I don't have a life. I know you have a life. Yeah, we- I- I- I don't do nothing until the click calls me. It's like the bat signal. It's That's like what I, it is. I see the CBC in the sky, and I'm like, oh, I can finally do something today. We, Yay. we have
0: socialized, we, we, but we, we, this is important to us, and it's important to you guys, and it's important that we talk about these comics, and it's important that we review these movies. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening this far and listening to um, all the things that we do here as part of Major Issues Podcast. And if this is your first episode, welcome. And uh, if you'd like to listen to more episodes, we literally cover full seasons of television shows, full comic book arcs, movies. Um, char- we have a character um, episode on Superman where we're just literally talking about the character as he's progressed through time. And you can find all those things wherever podcasts are found. Just search the Major Issues Podcast on apps like Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, YouTube, um, the Apple Podcast app available on all Apple devices. And if you have a good phone, you can just search the... Uh, in Google, in the Major Issues Podcast, and we'll be the first ones to pop right up. And that, it, it makes me happy.
1: That it's beautiful, right but you know who doesn't get enough thanks? What? Who? You, George. Oh, thank you. You know, you, seriously, you don't get enough thanks. And after yesterday's fiasco mixing with today's rushing and fiasco, it's like, I feel like you do not get enough credit for- It's a bit rough. I thought Thomas Elliott was doing some heavy <laughs> lifting. My man is literally doing, are you hush?
0: Like, are you hush? I might be, man. Are you sure you're not hush? Be. But I get the power from the clique. My, my members, GT, uh, Carlos Maximus, Yogi, Dan the Comic Man, who are constantly here uh, uh, pulling me by my bootstraps when everything get a little bit too tough. And all of you guys listening and commenting, and our numbers going up, and the merchandise sales going up, because we know we got teas on Tee Public. There's a link in the show notes, and we're on YouTube with clips, and there's links in the show notes. And you guys have helped us move further and faster, and gone uh, and become stronger than we ever could imagine. It's all thanks to you guys. And I want to thank you guys, because you guys, uh, and especially the members of the Click, have become my sanity in moments like uh, yesterday, where I'm everything seemed to go wrong. we getting
1: feedback from people that we know are like, like following us and, and yeah. talking. And <laughs> this is see- what we
0: always want. This is what we always do. No, dreamed.
1: no, you guys don't this understand. All dreamed. George wants to know is who is. Interactivity, yeah, baby. A, yeah. You guys are out there. I just want to speak the to the fact you guys. That, I, that I'm looking through this script and the last thing I saw was actual names of people. I, originally, I thought this was critics. Then I see the bottom name. And I'm like, wait, I know, I know Aaron Bohemian. He's a good friend. Yeah. Wow, we actually have people that are feedbacking. This is beautiful. This is what we live for. Like, All we wanted to do was bring you guys the latest and greatest thing to come to the comic book media life. And you guys help keep it alive every day. When we have these new listens, we have new subscribers, new likes. You guys do all of that. And we we appreciate it in every single level. If you'd like
0: to do just one more favor for us, like and, and uh – Ray, oh, sorry, <laughs>
1: rate and rate and like. Or yes, rate us on
0: iTunes. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, please. Um, it's the quickest way for us to learn um, and grow as podcasters and find out what you guys like and what you don't like about our production. Uh, we want to grow. It, we literally, like I said, we're about to hit a year or oh, sorry, two years soon. Oh, my uh, God. And episode 100 is creeping up on us and we want to be, make sure that we're doing things right by you guys because you guys are the complete reason why we do this. So thank you so much for and doing so. And if you think so. it's stopping here, baby, this train don't stop. No. This is a
1: one-way track, baby. And the thing
0: is, even though Major Issues is once a week, if you want to see everything going on with us, Follow us on all social media platforms. Go to facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the latest, hottest, greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. All those are in the show notes. We're all over uh, social media posting memes, news, episodes of the podcast. We're available at major issue CBC on Twitter, again in the show notes. Every link you have, uh, every link you'd want. To catch us and follow us by our in the show notes, including our link to RT Public where we do a, a original merch straight from comic book click. So thank you guys so much. Keep following. Keep subscribing. Tell a friend to tell a friend and make this the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. Only because I've been to the future and we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. But I can't tell you guys how.
1: Oh, no, that that's, that's too easy now. That will mess it up. That, that's effect. spoiler alerts.
0: Can't tell you how. So you got to make sure you're sitting on the bad wagon before it becomes full because people are coming. And make sure you got your seat reserved. Sit right next to me. Sit right next to Dan. Trust me, you'll be comfortable in our ne- when we go to our next adventure. And next week we'll be covering Mister Miracle. Back to Tom Kingland.
1: Oh, Tom I, King, I can't the lover
0: wait. of Batman, Bat and Cat.
1: <laughs> the first I went to read Mister Miracle. Not, not the, I was not that I read Mister was reading it. I was like. I have Mr. Miracle as a tab on my phone, ready to read when I need to, like read it. And I'm just like scrolling through it for no reason. And the first thing I see is, is the first panel. I'm not gonna say anything, but you know how that first panel looks, right? Right after it says Mr. Miracle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's heartbreaking. It's gonna
0: be a little bit less uh, joyful than this, but I can't wait to get in, get into it with you and get into it with all of our fans. So if you have Mr. Miracle, you have seven days. Read it up. Find it. Buy it. Purchase it, uh, uh, review it, and get ready for us to review it next week as part of the Major Issues Podcast. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I'm Dan the Comic Man. And this has been our Batman Hush uh, animated recap and review. And remember, whether or not you got brain surgery and now have a ridiculous question mark on your forehead whether you're getting blue balls because you couldn't put jason todd in your story or whether or not you're wondering whether or not you deserve love because you like to wear a, a bat cowl and go out at night in your batmobile remember that you are worthy of love remember that we're all the bat family and most importantly remember that you yes you are worthy